and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, we're going to do something a little different uh, than we normally do on the show. We are not uh, going to be covering a particular movie today. Uh, instead, I decided I wanted to have a little kiki with a friend of mine um, and cover a bunch of different movies, because why the hell not? Um, so without further ado, we're just going to get into this. Uh, so you've heard him on a, a couple of different episodes of mine, uh, everything from Slumber Party Massacre, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bolarama, and we just covered the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Please welcome to uh, my podcast, uh, the one, the only, uh, Pickens Berenger. Pickens, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Of course. Um, really, I, I really only want gay people on my show at this point, and I love that for us. So it's all good. Um, I also like that uh, I appreciate your uh, political, what I call correspondent work uh, during the Senate twink hearings and all that, as what I, I call them, also known as Twitter posts. But whatever, it's fine. Um, you know, really important. You're doing the Lord's work. Um, you, you know, someone had to, like, Quint Gate was probably like my favorite sexual political sexual scandal. Oh, hell yeah. Monica Lewinsky. Oh, it was the modern day Lewinsky. Like literally. And then also I appreciate, I'm also interested in the, the gays interest in the freedom of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I mean, I kind of get it, but like, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm also trying to figure this out out because i am a gay who is obsessed with gypsy rose's freedom you know maybe it's just maybe it's just the hive mind at work you know maybe this is the homosexual agenda who knows who's to say perhaps yeah i i but i like it though it's kind of like um if you've ever seen that movie uh that really bad netflix movie single all the way and jennifer coolidge is in it and she's like and for some reason the gays, they're always so obsessed with me. They just, I, I've always been in theater. The gays, they just know how to do things. They get stuff done. Oh, and God. I, and Terrible for some movie, reason, but right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and she's like, and for some reason, they're always obsessed with me. And I don't know why, but I like it. And, and that's just like that's very gypsy rose right now gypsy rose right now i do feel I appreciate bad for that. her because of all of yeah. the mother slay it's just like oh <laughs> like no, you also no. oh it's a whole no. thing um yeah oh god we're all rotted anyway so the world's gonna fucking end it's whatever anyway why are we all here today so this is actually brought to my attention from pickens so he just like we were talking wanted, one you know, day. Me, here at Pickens LLC, <laughs> we want to say that the comments made by Jesse, the, the future comments made by Jesse, are complete and utterly his opinion and not yes. mine. I take I hold no that's, responsibility for what he's to say. Oh, so what I'm going to say is that thank you, Pickens LLC. But no, what I was saying is that um, so I don't know how we got on this, but like uh. Pickens brought to me, uh, or he said, innocent. like, we were just going to do the th three Black Christmases. That's all we were going to do. Oh, innocent. yes, you're correct. No, you're correct. Because I was going to do Black Christmas during Christmas time. I didn't feel like it. So instead, um, that was going to be what we did. And then I was like, no, uh, which is funny because we're going to talk about them today. But pretty much we we're like, OK, well, I don't feel like doing those and whatever the fuck. I don't know. And uh, Pickens here brought to me like hey why don't we have an episode where we just talk about a bunch of movies uh, horror movies that uh 
concern uh, uh, sororities. And we'll talk about that. Like, why not? And I was like, okay, so that's, that's great. So that was in the innocent times uh, beforehand, okay? Um, and I thought, no, that's going to be great. We'll have fun or whatever. And now we're here. And now we've watched these movies. And um, oh, boy, oh, boy. Correction. You have watched all oh, of Oh, I've movies. watched them. No, I, that's yes. very correct. I have watched a bunch more movies than he did. And um, uh, still, boy, oh, boy. Ooh, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Pickens, why? Why? Okay, so we did We did want to cover the Black Christmases. I decided I didn't feel like doing that. So like, um, but what was it that kind of sparked the interest in being like hey you know what let's talk about sorority horror movies because hey why not but i i kind of know what want to know what your your thought process was behind it um i'm just fascinated weed gummies are a great thing and also a horrible thing um so one night i you know one of my favorite things to do my partner uh goes to this like uh he's in a choir and he goes to rehearsal on mondays so usually you know i pop a little edible i make a little snack and i watch some movies and, you know, I think I was watching, I think it was the, it was the initiation. I was watching that. Or no, no, it was, it was, so it was Sorority House Massacre is what I was watching, but it made me start thinking about the initiation. And I was like, wow, sorority horror movies like exist, man. And then I was like, oh my God, I should text Jesse about this. And I was like, we should do a whole thing about sorority house horror movies. This would be great, you know? And now we're here. Now we're here. Now I will say, and we'll talk offline about this. Uh, it, it is the 40th anniversary of the initiation this year. So don't you think, don't you not think that we're not doing an episode on that movie because, oh, we will, because it's going to happen like we the months to. down the line. It's one of my all because faves. that movie is actually kind of a banger spoiler alert, but it is. Um, I kind of like, I like it. Um, but yeah, so that, that's fair enough. Like I, I kind of get what you're, you're saying with that. So yeah. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not, um, angry about anything. I'm literally just like, wow, this fucking well, again, genre, man. Because you, it, it, yes. So it's dear fine. listeners, what we started with was a very respectful list. We yes. had, you know, the tried and trues. It was maybe yeah. like what, seven movies. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. We could totally do this. And then Jesse starts adding, like, oh, I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm crazy. Uh, Rush Rush Week was added. Frat question Hell mark. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's that was added. Then the next <laughs> day, like three more titles were added, and more yep. and more until, oh gosh, how many did we get in total? Oh gosh, like four, I, like fourteen, fifteen, something, 20, like 20, 23. 23, Who knows all of them? So yes, and I eventually I was just like I can't I can't watch all of these. I, <laughs> I have fine. I have I have Twitter twinks to uh, talk about. I have Gypsy Roses celebration, and now the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Like I just I don't have the time. Wait a minute. So haven't haven't the Housewives of Salt Lake already been a thing though? Oh, so it has been a thing, but now the season finale has premiered, and uh... oh my gosh. I was not a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City watcher uh, five days ago. I am now. Okay, that's fair. I mean, hey, listen, what else are you going to do in the middle of Utah? I don't know. Um, oh, okay, you so... would be amazed. You would be amazed. <laughs> I, would I, though? Would I? Um, anyway, but, yeah, so I guess the way we're going to do this episode... Um, is yes so listeners i did go a little overboard um because that's just who i am 
uh and plus we also had i had time to watch some stuff so like that was cool um what i will say is that the genre of sorority horror is um a roller coaster nonetheless of anything really uh it it just there are some fun movies in this genre however oh god just like yeah we'll we'll talk about what we actually both watched and then i'll mention a little bit about what i watched too and if there's anything i didn't watch that or that i didn't watch the pickens somehow watched we'll, we'll talk about that too but uh but yeah but now i want to know pickens just from your expert opinion um being a horror movie expert and also like you know maybe a sorority expert i don't know uh what do you think makes a like and because we've watched a bunch of these same movies what do you think makes like a quintessential sorority horror movie what are the beats that have to be well obviously you know a close knit, knit of sisterhood for sure mm-hmm. um definitely some sort of you know kind of secret that has to be kept um you know maybe it could be a murder there could be supernatural elements to it too you know we don't know um some cheeky kills you know and maybe a boyfriend or a frat guy who may or may not be you know may maybe a red herring or maybe the killer who's to say that's that's pretty much yeah i would say that that's generally what that is uh so yeah i mean i i would say also to go on top of that um lots of nudity there's fair oh, amount. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely at least one group shower scene. I mean, because they're dirty. Oh, they have yeah. to clean themselves. Very much so. Um, also, just lots of pejorative language, uh, maybe misogynistic language as well. Drinking, um, in some of lots these, of drinking. Lots of drinking as well. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's a, like I said, it's a roller coaster, man. And there are some bangers in here, and there are also some stinkers in here. And we're going to talk about those. Now, how do you want to do this pickens do you want to do it where we go like chronologically um and maybe talk about some of the things that we'll talk about what we actually did or do you want to do the ones that we actually all watched we both watched and then i'll mention some others that you know you didn't i would say we should do chronologically Mm -hmm. and yeah and then we can like just yeah we should i think we should focus more on like the 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 big ones you know and then throw in the fun little tidbits um yeah the way yeah I like that. That that's works. That works. So I guess we'll start this off. Um, now I don't, we're not going to go over like what a sorority is everybody. Okay. So if you want to know the basic idea of what a sorority is pretty much, it's a thing that was uh, started at colleges to really, I guess, like have a way for rich people to uh, make friends and pretend like they were giving money to the I school or it was, yeah, it was like the Greek system, which apparently is. So it is a very American thing. Like it is yes. like quintessential American. Like the UK is not doing this and the, right. Australia ain't doing this. So actually like I, I saw a YouTube video about an Australian guy watching a college movie and he was like, I still understand you Americans with this whole Greek stuff. I was like, yeah, it's weird. But it was definitely like a, you know, kind of like a secret society kind of thing, trying to like the networking of it all. And yes, right. money and rich people and classism, all of it. It's still, t- it's, you know, it's toxic. It's not, it's. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. 
Pretty much. I mean, there are certain things, uh, Wikipedia tells me that, uh, these are, uh, fraternities and sororities are social organizations at North American colleges, like you said. Um, these are, uh, generally members are like undergraduate students, although some people do graduate students as well. Um, individuals, fraternities and sororities, like, uh, vary in organization and purpose, but, uh, most share five common elements. One is secrecy. The other is single-sex membership. Uh, third is selection of new members on the basis of a two-part vetting and probationary process known as rushing or pledging. Rushing is what men do and pledging is what women do. Um, you know, uh, ownership and occupancy of a residential property where uh, undergraduate students live. So that could be either on what is called a sorority row um or a fraternity row or uh so it's either that that is like i think owned by the school and or it's like right off school property so you can have parties and shit um and then a set of complex identification uh, symbols that uh, may include greek letters armoral um, achievements ciphers badges grips hand signs passwords flowers and colors um and so again philanthropic activities they host parties they do finishing like debutante type shit kind of a thing so again rich people um and also they can be tax exempt depending so that's fun uh and then also it's been criticized for practicing elitism and favoritism discriminating against non-white students um and other marginalized groups uh conducting bad hazing rituals which we'll talk about um and also facilitating alcohol abuse so that's fun um yeah and then because also um to to speak to the the non-white people of course you then also have so you have definitely predominantly white institutions of people who go there but i'm in maryland if you didn't know and maryland has quite a few hbcus because we are in the dmv area um so of course you also have hbcus that also have fraternities and sororities um mostly uh they also get there's a panhellenic council i believe there is it's like the people who run all the shit um and one of the things I've heard of is at HBCUs, you have what's called the Divine Nine, which are like the nine different sororities. And either for surgery, I think it might just be sororities um, that a bunch of black girls try to get into pretty much. Um, the one that is, uh, the, there's a couple that are known. The one that I know of is like uh, the, the big one that I think a lot of people know of because it's the pink and green is Alpha Kappa Alpha. There's also a little documentary on Tubi about the AKA sorority as well, um, because they're kind of a very well-known uh, black female sorority. So anyway, that's enough of my history lesson for today, but I wanted to give that context about what is a sorority, I guess. Um, and yeah, so, but let's, let's move on uh, with. Yeah. Were you ever list. in a fraternity? I didn't go to a place that had any of that shit. <laughs> I was never in a fraternity, but a lot of frat guys have been in me. So, you know, oh, it works. Well then. I guess, because, um, yeah, well, there must be some North Carolina, you know, fucking colleges oh, yeah. and universities. We're, oh, yes. Where I live in Durham, we have, we have like the big three, basically. So we yes. have Duke, uh, Chapel Hill, and NC State, all basically within like 30 minutes of each other. So, that's correct yeah yes right. lots of fraternities lots lots of yeah. them yes i i went to a private college that had an unofficial jewish soror, uh jewish fraternity and okay 
but like i don't know anyway so um to start this off i guess we could talk a little bit about um i don't think you watched this movie but i did um it's a little movie from 1944 everybody and it's called nine girls okay have you ever heard of this pickens i have heard of it um because it was actually a trivia question one time i did a trivia at this bar and they were like mm. what was the first horror movie featuring sorority girls so you know yep. i was like black christmas black christmas and then he was like nope it's actually this little number and yes I, so i haven't watched it yet kind of out of spite because i was really mad at him but, but i mean technically he's right <laughs> he's right yes yes so actually nine girls is from 1944 um and it is currently on youtube right now so you can go and watch it if you wanted to it's about 100 uh it's about an hour and 18 minutes not too long um basic idea of this is that one of the members of a sorority is found murdered she's like the bitch girl um and although the police are called in to investigate some of the girls decide to do some sleuthing on their own to unmask the killer um now for me i actually kind of liked this movie it's a three out of five for me i uh really what's kind of interesting is that it's not a horror movie really but it it's kind of a mystery um i don't know if i would go as far as to say a film noir really but it's black and white it's a mystery there's a twist at the end things like that um i also like how some of the people talk in this because you have one girl who sounds like uh katherine hepburn or something like that or whatever the hell and she's oh, kind of awesome hepburn. Oh, yes. yes she really does talk like it and it's really fun and they also have like fun little quips and stuff so if anything i would recommend nine girls if you're at all interested in this genre um why the hell not? Uh, because it's also, like I said, free on YouTube, so easy enough to watch. But so we're going to talk about that. You didn't, you didn't watch that one, but it's fine. But we will talk about the one where you just mentioned it a few minutes ago. We got to talk about the uh, grandmama, I guess, of them all uh, would be 1974's Black Christmas. Black Lady. Christmas, indeed. Which I finally had the pleasure. Uh, this year to show to my boyfriend. Uh, he was okay. like, what do you want to do for Christmas? And I said, well, every Christmas I do watch Black Christmas. You need to watch it. And he does not like horror movies. He's kind of like, right. I'm not, not really big on it. And he actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to explain what uh, Black Christmas was to somebody who maybe has never seen it or anything like that, what would be like your elevator pitch or your little synopsis of what the yeah. movie is about? How I, how I pitch it to people is that so it is about an unseen killer who is stalking mm -hmm. these sorority sisters. You see a lot of his POV walking in all these stalking shots. And one by one, he slowly starts picking them off, um, you know, throughout the course of like a few days. And then everyone's like, oh, so it's like a ripoff of Halloween. And then you're like, ah, 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 it actually came out four years before Halloween. Bam. So it's kind of like yes. officially, unofficially, like the first slasher movie kind of thing. But and also, you know, um, oh, my God, uh, Margot Kidder's in it before Superman sucked the sex out yes. of her. Yes, yes. And also Olivia Hussey. Uh, sorry if you can hear my fan in the background, by the way. I totally forgot that I had it on, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Olivia Hussey from Romeo and, Juli Romeo and Juliet is in it, um, the early version. Also, Topanga's aunt from Boy Meets World. Don't think I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's in it. Andrea Martin, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, she's in it as well. Oh, and, uh, um, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street dad, John Saxon. John Saxon. John Saxon, yes. yes. Always playing yeah. a cop. Always playing a cop. Always playing a cop. Yeah, and he's sexy in this movie, too. Oof. 
He's oh, very God, he's so sexy. There's a lot yeah. of sexy men in this movie, actually. There are, yeah, I will say so. Because even Kier Delea, who was literally 30 at the time when he played this movie. Yeah, that, that's a uh, that was is that Peter Peter or is that Claire's boyfriend? Uh, uh that is Peter. Peter, yeah, and Claire's boyfriend also. He's really hot, especially in that like yeah. wool sweater jacket thing. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I think that's a good way of explaining it, really. Um, I think this movie, for me at least, you know, I gave it like a five when I first watched it. I was like, oh my god, this movie's so good. Uh, right. And then I was like, I just watched it uh recently, uh, for Christmas time or whatever. And I got I've kind of cooled on it a little bit. Um, I gave it a three and a half, you know. It's not a bad movie. It's not at all a bad movie. Uh, but I will say, I mean, like, it's it's fine, it's cool. You know, out of all of the iterations of Black Christmas, which we'll get to, um, <laughs> it's the better one. Um, and there's people who are hot and cold on it. So, I mean, I know somebody who hates like all the Black Christmas movies, like really, which is oh. fine. But, you know, uh, but I think if anything, I, I do like this movie because it does have a certain atmosphere to it. And... I do like that, you know, I mean, it was trying to say something, you know, um, again, spoilers, but you know, we're going to spoil some shit. Okay. Cause we kind of can't help, but do that. But, uh, you, there is an abortion subplot in this movie. Uh, and I really like how it's, you know, handled in a way because pretty much like Jess, who is Olivia Hussey, she's like, no, fuck you, Peter. Like, I'm not keeping this baby. You're, you're lucky I even told you, really. Um, and I think that it's not poetic justice or anything, but it's very much like, it's so odd to think that this came out right after Roe v. Wade passed. And now that isn't a thing anymore. So you know yeah and ironically the remake came out and then roe v wade was overturned hmm just you know correlations weird Hmm. anyway but yeah so i do think that this movie had something to say it's very atmospheric you know it's not a um it's not like a bugatcha type of thing you know um i think it does a pretty good job with what it is and i honestly think it's probably i mean i haven't seen all of his stuff but like I mean, I watched this over A Christmas Story any day. Oh, sorry. hands down. And actually, <laughs> what I noticed on this this rewatch, it's actually, the humor in it is actually really good. It's actually a really mm-hmm. funny movie, too. Like, intentionally it is. funny. Yeah. Like, the whole thing of, like, because everyone back back in the day, uh, when we had operators on the phone and shit, um, there was extensions. And so the extension that they give in this movie is uh, fellatio. Um and that would be like what you have to call or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But um, yeah, but uh, Barb, who is Margot Kidder, she gives this like dim-witted cop this extension of like fellatio. And he doesn't know what that means. So it's funny later on when he's like, oh, yeah, it's the extension fellatio. And then his like cop buddies are like, fuck all of like, What the fuck, you dumbass? Like, it, like, it's things like that that are funny to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that there is a bit of humor there, which is cool. Indeed. And also the drunk house mother is just yes. just having the B for booze. Ugh, what an <laughs> the icon. toilet the toilet water the, oh, the toilet God. alcohol. Yeah. It's a whole thing. That is a, it's it's a whole crazy. thing. Yeah, no, and and it's also it's still really creepy because the way it ends is that Jess is kind of the last girl standing, and then the police are like, you know, in the house and whatever, but they don't like fucking 
seal the house off because we are to assume that Billy is still in the house so that Jess is pretty much fucked, but we don't see it. It's very much what your mind makes up. So I think that was very interesting as well. Um, oh, definitely. And again, the ending really, it, I, I will say, so like, I never thought the movie was scary. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Eh, eh. but then um, the, the Alamo Draft House a few years ago had a screening of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, so it was the first time I've seen it in the theater, like, you know, with this like really great sound mix and everything. And like for the first time, like the ending, even though I know it's what happened, it's it just really got to me. Like it really like got it, I got the creepiness finally from it, from seeing it like yeah. here. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh this is kind of a beginning of what would be known as Canuxploitation, which is Canadian exploitation movies. So after this, you have a lot of what David Cronenberg um did with like Shivers, Rabbit, The Brood, all those. Um, also like uh fucking what is it, like Terror Train, I think is technically Canadian. Yeah, Terror Train um, Prom Night is Happy um... Birthday to Me. My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Because like, yeah. there's tax credits, I think. Uh, they're the tax. They did like this yes. tax thing. And so, uh, yeah. There's a tax credit that makes it a little bit cheaper to go uh, to Canada, which is why everything is shot in Canada. That's why Toronto makes the best New York. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty much mm-hmm. um, so anyway yeah but there's that and then also like one of the things i like about black christmas the original is uh just answering the phone calls and stuff um because the phone calls are fucking hello? creepy as shit hello? i love it oh my god it's so aggressive it's just hello it's so Ooh. good who it's so funny like but even like the the billy is just like a faceless guy he's just like uh we don't know yeah, him. that's the that and i i that is like one of the big criticisms i do have of the movie is that right. you know the, the whole time you're hearing about these obscene phone calls and like oh my gosh and i will mm-hmm. i will see like when i do when friends watch it there is always this like so wait what wait what who so who is was the cop that like what who's the killer because right. you never you ate you never find out anything about him except for these little tiny tidbits throughout this weird phone call right. that he's making yes yes and just the phone calls are really fucking weird like they're obscene phone calls and it's just like fucking gross but yeah, it's, yeah, no, like, I... it's like the exorcist just playing in the background just a lot of like <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but yeah it's so Stop gross it. yeah but i love this movie it's it's really it's pretty good and i i just really enjoy it so for sure for sure and again uh when we get into the the other iterations we'll talk about this <laughs> yeah now the, the good the bad yeah. and the ugly oh god um so the next one i don't know if you watched it or not but oh, oh, well, the next one, one sorry one one last thing about black christmas my very my my all time one of my all time favorite scenes in any horror movie is Barb's death though with the with the glass unicorn yeah. while they're singing the oh come on oh come uh, oh come all ye faithful yes. that is like I think one of the most beautiful orchestra like that's straight out of like a Italian giallo it's on it's like that good of just how artistic I it is. I do like it as well I think it is very artistic and I think it it does a good job for sure yeah because that was definitely when I first watched this because I this is a recent watch for me I hadn't watched it before until like a, maybe two years ago or like a year ago I'd never seen it I was familiar with it but I didn't watch it all the way through or anything and uh and yeah no it's it's pretty good uh Anyway, so the next movie I watched, which I you might have watched, I don't actually know, um, is a little movie from 1978 called The Initiation of Sarah. Did you watch this one? 
I have seen it. I watched it like uh, last year or so. I was like, I Got remember it. enough of it to remember it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this was actually a TV movie that was uh, done. Uh, so this is kind of in the wake of something like Carrie, which ended up doing pretty decent at the box office when it came out. Um, but I pretty much would say it's Carrie Goes to College. Uh, basic idea of this movie is uh, a shy misfit, Sarah Goodwin. Um, she has a secret ability, uh, the ability to control and destroy stuff with her mind. Um, when she goes off to college with her like more popular outgoing sister patty uh they have a plan to join like the most prestigious uh sorority but uh <laughs> which is funny the sorority president's um name is jennifer lawrence which i think is really fun um anyway but pretty much sarah doesn't get into the popular sorority because she's different than her sister and then um patty does though but she's like she can't talk to her sister though because she's in the ugly sorority sarah is anyway um mrs hunter who who is a part of the uh pek sorority i think it's pigs elephants and something or other i don't remember uh they they call it something um derogatory throughout in the movie um but pretty much what she's doing, again, spoilers, but uh, Mrs. Hunter is pretty much the house mother of this other sorority. And she is planning to use Sarah's abilities to, like, fucking get revenge or some shit or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, this movie, for me, I gave it a two and a half, personally. It is currently on Tubi at the moment right now, um, and that's why I watched it. It was just fucking boring, dude. I mean, that's... I I've tried like to watch all, so many made for TV movies, especially mm -hmm. around this time period. And like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not like, you know, obviously they can't show anything because it's a right. television movie. So there's not, there's not that angle. I mean, I mean, actually though, this movie did have some nudity in it, which kind of yeah. is a little controversial, but like, yeah but, yeah I mean, because um yeah because morgan fairchild plays the jennifer lawrence the character jennifer lawrence. yeah because like, she's in the shower i think and they like and they like she's nude and they, they saw it and she's also thrown into a fountain i think and like yeah wet t-shirts like yeah it's like nipples were shown people were upset it's the whole thing like, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's her she's the most well-known one um now i guess because mm -hmm. she's been in other stuff shelly winters though who was a popular actress she was mrs hunter so she's like a comedic actress from back in the day i love um, shelly winters yes and Kay lens as well Kay lens has kind of done some stuff she was in like american graffiti she's in house with william cat stuff like that so she plays sarah but yeah no this movie was just kind of boring honestly i I, I, and we'll talk about the remake because I did watch the remake. <laughs> that movie Great is fucking crazy. Ooh, that movie. Ooh. Anyway, but we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, that was the initiation of Sarah. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to, go ahead, I guess, because it's just, it, it's boring at some point. It just doesn't keep my attention. So I was like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but again, it's about sororities, like, and, you know, um, you kind of feel like the rivalry that they can have sometimes with one another. So I guess that's kind of interesting. But yeah, so the next movie I have, though, I think you have seen it, um, is from 1981, and it is Hell Night, starring Linda Blair. Yes, I, I do. I, I have a soft spot for this movie. Is it mm -hmm. slow? Yes, it is. Oh, but yeah. 
the I the, it has a really good atmosphere and it has I don't know it's fun it's a little fun it's a little weird it's a little mm-hmm. whimsical but, but that's my complaint it's like an hour and forty minutes when it should be like an hour it needs to be they need, they could have cut some stuff it's a little slow I I agree I agree uh so yeah this movie in particular so it stars Linda Blair like I said um it also has um. Uh, Peter Barton, who is in uh, the final chapter for Friday the 13th, he's in there. Um, and and also, <laughs> and Vincent Van Patten, um, he plays one of the other guys in it. He's also from Rock and Roll High hot. School. Yes, they're both super hot. Um, and then you have a British lady in here as well. Um, it's either Sookie Goodwin or Jenny Newman. Anyway, there's a British woman who doesn't lose her accent. Um, so that's fun. But pretty much what this movie is about. So four college pledges. They are forced to spend the night at a deserted old mansion where they get killed off one by one by these monstrous surviving members of this family massacre that happened um, for trespassing on the grounds. Um so part of it in this movie is that it's supposed to be a prank that the other uh, members are. So this is kind of fraternity and sorority a little bit, yeah, but it's, it's a weird convolution. Yeah. It, it, yeah mm-hmm. it, it, they, I think they just needed co-eds and they were like, Oh, let's just, yeah. Yeah. But it definitely focuses on the fact that Linda Blair is a person. So it's gotta be in there. And that's why I put it in sorority horror. That's why a lot of people do. But um, but yeah, it's supposed to be a prank for a little bit. Um, but then they find out that it's real. Um, and then Linda Blair, it like I think the movie ends with like a freeze frame of her, you know, escaping yeah, and living. That's a, that's I think that's what makes me so irritated about this movie is that you know so there's there's a lot of like atmosphere building like there's a lot of long dialogue scenes like character setup and then you know then they like i don't think anyone gets killed until like i think like maybe the 50 minute like it's it takes a while it takes a while yeah and then you know so you go through all of this and then like these kind of like this awkward chase scene for her to finally escape and then just ends freeze frame end roll credits there's like oh okay wow yeah, it's just, and I mean, the guy who like directed this, he went on to also do like, um, not a bunch of different things. He did, uh, Angel 3, which is fun. Lo- I have never seen Angel 3, so I don't know. I've only, uh, is, looked, Angel also is done the, it, Angel's the one where she's the high school student by day and, uh, Streetwalker yeah. by night. I've seen the Hell first yeah. one. The first one's good. I have not seen the, the, the other, the other. I have not either, but I love Angel so fucking much. That movie's boss uh but yeah so it's on shutter i think that you can watch it on um you know it's it's a fun little watch probably for one time but i wouldn't it's necessarily to look at. It. it's it's fun yeah. to like you know if, if you're having a halloween party honestly it'd be really great just to have it playing in the background and you know yeah would be mad yeah. at it like, the atmosphere is really good the, the lighting is really pretty yeah. and linda blair you, linda, i love her so much she's not He's not very good in this either because they don't give her much. I don't think this is that, that well is that, to be fair. That is true. She really, she really was not given much. It was just a lot of, I, Oh God, that was so creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to get out of this house. Oh yeah. And they were all wearing like, like old tiny Gothic. Right. Clothing. Cause they're all dressed in. Um, costume. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's weird. It's a weird movie, I, but it's, it's definitely worth watching once and then mm-hmm. have play in the, have it play in the background for a Halloween party. 
I can agree with that. I am amenable to that for sure. Great poster, also, apparently, though. incredible poster. It is a really good poster, and also it was executive produced by Chuck Russell, apparently, which is kind of fun. I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, so then the next one I watched, um, and I do not know if you watched it or not, but you need to get on watching it, is One Dark Night from 1982. This movie, I messaged you a little bit about it, but uh, and as you can see, we're not really going through like the background fucking shit because we don't we have too many movies. But uh, <laughs> but this movie, I think is fucking great. Personally, I gave it like a three and a half at least. Like. I would watch it again completely. Um, were you ever familiar with this movie before? Uh, sorry, my yeah, sorry, but I was halfway through talking. Um, I am familiar with it, um, but I uh, I have not seen it. I it's been on my it's been on my radar. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, so this movie in particular, it's on Tubi right now at the moment, um, but they did also do a brilliant release of this as well. Um, so this is most well known, I think, for being Tom McLaughlin's first movie he directed. So for those who don't know, Tom McLaughlin is the guy who did um, part six for Jason um, for, Friday, uh, for Friday the 13th, uh, one of my favorites. He's also had a very interesting career with... Um, directing lifetime movies as well which is cool um and all of that but this is his first directorial feature um and the cast of this is kind of a little stacked cast you have adam west yeah, playing the adult it, it was, i was like oh my gosh meg tilly in her first role pretty much if i'm not mistaken like one of the first also a young eg daily who is the voice of tommy pickles um because she was an actress back in the day <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that was that was wild to me and yeah i do remember watching an interview and she, I, she didn't name this movie but she did t mention in this interview i was watching it she was like oh yeah i was in this like one of my first movies is this horror movie and mm -hmm. i was like what yes yes also pickens if you have not i'm telling everybody i can um who might be interested in meg tilly if you have not went down the rabbit hole that is meg tilly's cozy tea time on youtube bitch you need to do it it's I am literally adding it right now to my watch it's list meg it's meg tilly talking to a camera drinking tea and she's talking about just her being like meg tilly and like the things she's done she's if you don't already know she's not really an actress anymore she's an author but um she talks all about this shit um jennifer tilly her sister is on one of them as well uh it's fucking awesome, dude. I'm just saying, if you're a Meg Tilly fan out there or anything like that, go watch this movie. But also, like... Subscribe. I'm going to watch it after this. Hell yes, because it's so relaxing. She's got that nice Meg Tilly voice and, like, all that. It's amazing. Um, also, I will say she's in... She's the best part of literally that Body Snatchers remake. I love that Body Snatchers remake, by the way. But, like, I she's the best part of that fucking oh absolutely so by far absolutely oh my god oh anyway and she talks a little bit about that too yo she just seems like your cool like aunt or like your mom or something like i love it i love a big tilly i'm sorry anyway back to one dark night but <laughs> this movie uh, so it's actually sorority but like 
it's a friend group in high school, I think. I I believe that's what it's supposed to be. It's it's not college. Yeah. Yeah, it's not college, but it's these three girls who are the sisters. That's their name. That's their name. And they're initiating this new member, Meg Tilly, into the group. And the thing pretty much is that they're having her stay overnight in a mausoleum. Um overnight. That's the initiation that they she has to do. Um in the meantime, this guy who uh died with a bunch of women in his apartment or whatever um he died mysteriously and his daughter apparently who was married to adam west in the movie um she's coming to terms with some shit but mostly it's that and then also um like i said meg tilly being put in this like mausoleum uh overnight or whatever uh they did shoot at a I think they shot it forever, uh, Hollywood forever. I think they did a little bit there and they did do some stuff in a real mausoleum, like a very well-known one in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. And this movie was just like, it's so like, I don't know. I, I really liked it. And I think just the fact that, oh, and also it's a PG movie because Tom McLaughlin went in wanting to make an r-rated movie he was like okay we're gonna try and make this r-rated and then when he got his stuff back from the mpaa they were like no it's pg so like that's so weird to me too and movie actually did pretty decent when it was out and yeah hell night actually got a pg rating too originally so they actually had so they and the producers like freaked out and they had to go back and add stuff to make it r because you know it just shows how different the time period was you know nowadays an r rating is like a death and they, they you cut it for a pg-13 but back right. in the day there's like oh no it has to be r i won't make money yeah no seriously and then it's also kind of cool too because um so if you ever watch this movie which you i'm sure will but um you'll see that there's a fun nancy mclaughlin cameo in here you know nancy mclaughlin from um she plays Lisbeth in um, part six in the beginning. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. With Tony Goldwyn in that movie. Uh, and that is Tom McLaughlin's real life wife. Um, but at this time, they were not married. I think they met not too long after this and they've been married ever since, which is kind of cool. And it's funny. She's in a scene where uh, the guy who's like interested in Meg Tilly, but like was uh, with one of the other girls in the group or whatever, which is why they're fucking with Meg Tilly pretty much um he's going to like this arcade on the beach or whatever because they did it at santa monica pier or something like that but he goes to talk to somebody at the arcade or like some girl that's there the girl is nancy mclaughlin which is funny so and you'll be like wait that bitch looks so good when i watch it yeah you should because you'll literally be like wait i know her but yeah so um needless to say i really like one dark knight it is currently on tubi like i said um i probably own this like i think it was actually pretty cool like and also just the shit they got away with like because it kind of ramps up near the end really um but i i think it's definitely worth a watch i love the girl who like uh chews on a, a tooth uh, brush the whole movie <laughs> like she's one of the sisters you know. know, I've put weirder things in my mouth, so yeah, must okay. say. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so One Dark Night. I I think this is a a really decent movie, and it's again, I consider it sorority horror because I was seeing it on other other lists too. So I was like, okay, um, because there is an initiation of some sort, so that's in there. Um, the next movie we did talk a little bit about, and we both have seen it, I believe. Um, but this movie is from 1982, I believe, or 1983. Yes. And it was uh, The House on Sorority Row uh, from 1983, directed by Ro- Mark Rossman. 
um, shot in Pikesville, Maryland for some reason. Don't know why, but it was. Um, It just really has that college look, you know? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's just, it's like, I mean, if anything, like, um, they found a really nice house in Pikesville and they just like shot it. The house is gorgeous. The house is gorgeous. And the soundtrack is gorgeous. It is, it is. But yeah, um, so if you had to explain like what house on sorority row is we kind of talked about it in our sorority yeah, we, like, we, we kind of skimmed over it but yeah, yeah but yeah it's a little different from the remake as in so mm-hmm. it's the end of college uh it's the end, school's out for summer and basically all the other sororities they get to kind of stay on campus for two extra weeks and they usually right. have these big parties However, this one particular sorority, the house mother closes the house early. They have to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. It's the very last day they're allowed to be in the house. Um, and they decide to play a prank on the house mother, which mm-hmm. accidentally she seems to have a heart attack and dies. So what typical college was a college girl to do? They don't want to ruin their life. So they hide the body, throw this banging party. But comes to find out the body goes missing and they start getting killed off one by one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. With a yes. very complicated ending. It's just like, oh, okay. yeah. You have to do a lot of puzzle pu- putting together to kind of make it make sense. Yeah, because I think the whole thing with that movie is that so it's interesting because Mark Rossman, he's then gone on to do um he's actually had like a fun little he i mentioned this in our sorority row episode but he directed uh cinderella story and life size so he had a little bit of a disney career as well um and all that kind of shit um he got some like it's really cool to me that he got a couple different people in this movie so he uh none of the actors are like well known um like none of them start skyrocketed or anything but um but they're all from like LA. They went all over. So you have like Kate McNeil, who's kind of a little horror person as well. She was in like um, Monkey Shines and like Space Cowboy and stuff like that. Um, Elaine Davidson is like a soap star. Um, even like uh, the old woman, the the house mother, I guess, the oldest woman, uh, Mrs. Slater. Like she was just like a local actress, I think. So there was that. But yeah, no. And so Rossman, I think, was like sort of. Uh, he was inspired by Diabolique, I believe, which is a French horror film, um, which I yes, see. And really well. good. Really good. Very good. Yes. Uh, but that's a school horror, which is kind of fun. But yeah, it's that. Yeah. And then the whole thing is that, like, I think Mrs. Slater's, like, emotionally it, disturbed kid, I guess, yeah, is the it, killer. It, the, it, the movie starts and she, like, you know, she's giving, she gives birth and, like, it's a bad pregnancy and it seems like mm-hmm. they say like the baby didn't make it or something or deformed or whatever. And so basically she locks up the house because he comes like he's alive and she, yeah. he comes back and because they didn't leave the house, he kills them, but we never know. Yeah. But you know, the whole time they're thinking is Mrs. Slater alive and she's killing them right. as revenge. And you just and yeah and he's wearing this clown outfit for some reason it's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of like mm, what's the, what is this great movie but it it it, right. it, it 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 does like a great leap but it does not stick the landing i i can i can agree it is a little convoluted i will say um 
yeah just a little odd oh also um harley uh jane kozak who i think is another person as well she was in like arachnophobia and when harry met sally and all that um so it was kind of fun that she also was in there but yeah you know um and also some of the crew richard band did the music for this movie um charlie band's brother um from full moon uh vincent perino who is john waters's like set designer and like production designer he was on this movie as well because he's local to baltimore and then also uh tim um Scherstedt, i believe or whatever he was a cinematographer he's gone on to do all these different movies so it's kind of cool that like back in the 80s they just made this like weird fucking horror movie like why the hell not you know but yeah so um yeah the, the movie is weird but you know give it a watch it's on like you know it's very accessible a lot of these movies i feel like are fairly accessible in terms you of really watching are. yeah like you're, you're cool. it's not really hard to find any of these and yeah like, this movie has been like it's been on it was on prime for the longest time mm-hmm. and i think it's shutter. on shutter so yeah it's just it's definitely worth watching it's it's fun yeah to be all that stuff yeah uh then so now we got to talk a little bit about a movie uh that again we will be doing a probably standalone episode on this um so we might do standalone episodes or i might do standalone episodes on these movies at some point if i feel like it uh but we got to talk about a little movie from 1984 it's called the initiation never will die delta road kai never will die i i loved this movie i gave it like a good like four which i'm surprised by for me like because i was like wait a minute what like why did i like this so much but i don't know what it is what did i say about it hold on let me see what my activity is um I was recommended this fr- uh, movie by a friend, you, um, and boy, I'm glad I watched it. This is so early 80s, and I really enjoyed myself with it. The effects, the cheesy music, the twist, like, it is all those things. Like, really I don't know. Like- <laughs> it just, it fits so many. So it's a sorority horror movie. It's a mall horror movie. It's a it slasher is. movie. It's a dream. It's, it's like, they like literally, I they literally, I think, got a whiteboard and just threw things at mm-hmm. it and then just were like okay we're making this plot happen it's like yep. okay we're okay so it's a sorority house but they have to go into a shopping mall but yes. she you know, but she has dreams it's just like oh yeah. my gosh it's so all oh over my the place. god it is it is because you told me to because listen back to our episode on sorority babes and slimeball bolorama which we'll get to in a minute um <laughs> you told me to instead of that movie because that movie's not that good watch the initiation instead and that was my recommendation i get from you so uh yeah no this and also just like so this is a one and done from larry stewart um he never directed again i don't think um Wait, yeah, which baffles me because like i mean really <laughs> everything with like his direction was so good and like the yeah. setups and like it, the pacing it's just it's a really good movie yeah, it's it's not too bad, and and then also just like um, so like you have like the weird, it's not weird cast, but it was like shot in Texas, like so it was just like shot in Texas for some reason, like there was that. Um, Vera and then Mills also, is in it from Psycho fame. Yes, Vera Mills, who had just been in Psycho two at this point with again Meg Tilly. Um, so there's that. Clue Gulliger, rest in peace. We love you. Um. We recently just lost him, but he's like uh, Jesse's dad from Nightmare Two, and like uh, the fucking what was he? The um oh god, he was the coroner slash whatever the guy in Return of the Living Dead. Love that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. 
amazing uh he plays the dad of daphne zuniga who this is like one of her first roles um just fucking banger uh hunter tylo who i don't know what else she did but is like a spitting image of fucking nancy allen it's crazy oh my god insane like she like uh, for i think when i first watched this movie and i didn't know any better i think i was saying like oh yeah i think nancy allen's in this movie but yeah she literally looks just like her like she literally looks like her like it's crazy because i was like this bitch looks like nancy allen it was crazy but anyway love that um but yeah no and like the pretty much the idea so if i had to explain this movie to somebody so it's pretty much about a girl um named what's her name kelly she's rushing um what's their name again Kelly fairchild oh a yes. delta row kai never yes. will die because that's what they chant <laughs> to the pledges but yeah and i kind of liked that but uh so she's an amnesiac because she had some trauma as a kid, or I guess we don't know about it, but um, she's trying to figure out what's going on with this shit. Um, this guy who is like a psychology professor is trying to help her with her dreams because she's also having weird dreams, I think, too. Um, anyway, what ends up happening is that Kelly, along with two of her people, Nancy Allen lookalike, and the other girl in this as well, I think Marsha. 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 Yes. Which we love, Marsha. I loved Marsha. Uh, I was so sad when, spoiler alert, she dies. But yeah. yeah um, for, for a slasher movie, they do give a lot of good like character. De- like the character development yeah. in this movie is really good. It actually is. Like I really did kind of care about these people in some way. It wasn't just like, um, it's not Chopping Mall in that way. You know what I mean? Chopping Mall is very much like, we're not getting to know everybody except Kelly Maroney. So like, you know, it's one of those things where I, I could get into that. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so pretty much what happens is that uh, Kelly, Marsha, and what was the other girl's name? Allison. They mm-hmm. get uh, tasked to go to the the, um, the yeah. ball, so the Kelly, local mall. Ke- Kelly's dad owns this shopping center. Yes. And so as part of their initiation, uh, they have a hunky security guard. And one yes. security guard for like this multi t- multi level, like, like what would you say, like seven or eight story? Yes. Like it's si- a big mall. Wall. One security guard, that's all. Uh, So basically they have to break in, they have to steal his clothes and then get out is essentially what they have to do. But there's a killer on the loose that's been happening, and what we end up finding out of the mental out, institution. That's yes. the, yeah, yeah. There's also a mental. It's like seriously, the set pieces are just all over the place. <laughs> oh like, my the god! The setup is just you see everything. Yeah. You see the killer escape from the mental institution. You start, you see him start <laughs> killing people and stalking people. It's just it's yeah. everywhere. And actually, because we will be doing a standalone episode of this, I'm going to keep spoilers flight. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, that twist at the end, man. Oh, man. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but I really did like this movie. It, it recently, I think, uh, within the last few years, had a Blu-ray release. Um, I, I think it was it. Arrow. I think yes, it was it Arrow was. who did it. It yes, was Arrow. Yes uh is it actually a good release like it's oh yeah decent. it's great the, the transfer is beautiful and they actually do have like a lot of special features because for cool. the longest time it, uh it was just the uh anchor bay dvd and it, yes. I, I think it just had the theatrical trailer i think and maybe one or, one other thing so yeah it was really it was right m- much welcomed 
Nice, nice. But if you do not want to spend money on it, that's fine. You can watch it on Tubi. It comes on there every so often. Um, and yeah, Pickens, I'm glad that you told me about this movie because I actually liked it. And I think my four will stay around. It will it oscillate between a three and a half and a four, but I like this movie. Like, I actually really do. And I do, because of the 40th anniversary, I want to do a nice little little standalone to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's yes. one of my deep cuts that I always like say, like, watch this one, yeah. watch this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to the next movie we have, which is female directed. Um, and it's a part of a film series that tended to be direct. Well, it was at least female directed the one time, not the other times. But uh, we have uh, a successor to a movie that me and Pickens both really like um sorority house massacre uh from 1986 i believe it is um directed by carol frank uh so this is a you correct me if i'm wrong pickens but like this is kind of in the slumber party massacre universe i honestly i think it's just, i think you just write it up to uh you know uh roger corman uh you know he loved to save a buck and yes. if he had some stock footage he'd use it but yes, this movie gets lumped into the Slumber Party Massacre universe because mm -hmm. they use footage whenever they're talking when they are trying to do flashbacks and stuff. They will reuse footage from Slumber Party Massacre to yeah. tell the narrative, it's which we'll talk weird. about in the yes, other movies. Because yes, guess what? Especially mm -hmm. because guess what? In this movie, they don't do that. At they all don't. Time. But in the trailer, they do. The trailer which is I funny. Think, yes, the trailer in this movie they show clips of Slumber Party Massacre. But oh, yeah, in this movie they don't. But then yeah, then the sequel they use a they do a whole thing with Slumber Party Massacre. It's a twice whole thing. It's crazy. Yes. We'll, we'll it talk is, about it. it we'll talk they're about coming. It. Yes. <laughs> But yes, but, but yeah, it, but ironically, this is also about dreams. Like it is coming off of the is. initiation. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so Beth is our main character. She is rushing a sorority, or she's in a sorority, um, and her sorority sisters are being stalked by an escaped psychopathic killer who shares a strange telepathic link to her. I think the link is that they are related. I guess like her and the killer, or whatever the hell. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Ew. it's just it's it's he's like her brother. So like it's a big Halloween ripoff, but she's like mm -hmm. having dreams about him getting psychically linked. Apparently he killed his entire family except for her for some reason. And yeah. through like the 10 years from killing his family and her going to live with her aunt, her house, yeah. her childhood home becomes a sorority house. Okay. Right. And you just hear a lot of high heels walking on pavement. That's what this movie is. Yeah. There's a lot of clop, 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 clop. There is a lot of that. You're very correct. And then also just like uh, really, I will say that this movie is very like colorful. It's filled with pastels because it was the 80s. And also just a random trying on um, girl, you know, oh, girly that things. That is one of my... That is one of my all-time favorite montages. The, the, it's a the, good the, montage. The cheesy, the cheesy, like it, it's almost parody level montage. Oh, it's the so good! Music, just the clothes going on, just like whoa! Oh, oh it's gosh. great. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. the most tackiest, like the, the most ta like they went to J.C. Penney's probably and just like grabs everything off the rack. It was just like here we go. Oh, absolutely, Ross Pest. Uh, yeah, Ross Dress for Last. Like, probably, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. So this movie, I think you also explained it before to me, where it's boring, but it's you know, 
it's like a fun vibe movie if anything yeah, like it, you have to you definitely need to be in the right mood and mindset to watch the movie because if you if, if you don't you're like gonna be like this is awful i hate this this is torture just kill me now yeah. but if you're yeah. like if you're in the right you're in the right mind space you're just in the right state of mind and watch it you're like this is just everything to me it's like simultaneously mm-hmm. the worst thing you will ever see and the greatest thing you'll ever see yeah no i i can i can second that um yeah it, it's a so it's on like i think it's on um it's on shutter every so often i think it is on tubi like it's pretty accessible to find which is cool i will and also it, say some of these movies are also on youtube hour and 18 minutes it is a yes. quick watch <laughs> right i agree yeah um yeah no it's uh the it's interesting that this movie became a thing or like it started because then the sequels go completely off the board uh but yeah so the next movie we have in this is also what we already talked about before so we're not going to delve too deep into it but we got to start with i believe it is dave dakota's directorial debut which is sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama from i believe 1988 i think it is um yes and the best thing about this movie is the title and linnea quigley oh oh, yeah. oh my gosh oh and linnea quigley i i so apologize yes and linnea quigley oh and michelle bauer bauer, bauer oh, yes I- and yes and Michelle Bauer. Yes, and Brick Steven. Yeah, yes, the 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 B three, the three Bs. Yes, the yes. three Bs, and also yes. Robin Still. Don't forget about her. We do oh, love yes. her. Can't forget about her. We love her too. Yes, you're. We love so yes, her. The actresses and the title. Those are the only good things about this movie. And also Hal Havens from our boy from Night uh, of the Demons. Woo woo. <laughs> Pretty much playing the same character. To be perfectly honest, I'm not even kidding. Um, but yeah, so we did an episode on this we i don't like this movie that much it did not <laughs> I watched hold, it twice it did not hold up i remember watching it and i think it was one of those like i think the stars aligned the moon was out right. and just the vibe of the atmosphere i was watching the movie and i was like yeah this is just everything this is so great yeah. and now watching then watching it i was like oh no this does not hold up at all Oh no, it doesn't. It really, it, it's not great. Like it's just, it's, it's sleaze, which is fine. And I can get into sleaze and shellac and everything, but this movie just wasn't that good to me. Um, Lene Quigley is literally like the saving grace of this movie. Um, yeah, if you want to watch you know. a good full moon pictures film around that time, you should watch uh slave girls from beyond infinity. That, that one, I have that fun. on my list. I yeah, have that, that on my one. list that one's fun that one is fun yeah it's just the basic idea of this movie again we already did an episode on it but pretty much these fraternity guys see these uh they spy on these girls at a fraternity um and uh they get caught and pretty much the boys and the girls get tasked with stealing a trophy from the local bowling alley which is also part of a mall and they are accosted uh this trophy has what's called an imp in it called uncle impy um and he is granting wishes it's like the monkey's paw but like it's just it's just know, it's very stupid they all turn into yeah they get possessed demons murder mm-hmm. death yeah. when they quickly uh is you know a badass biker chick it just yeah clearly did not want to be there she was just like okay okay Talk okay check also, also, we can't forget Andreas Jones from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Love him, too. 
he's like the main guy in this so <laughs> but yeah um but hold on wait a minute because we're not off the david dakota train yet because i want to talk a little bit about a movie i don't know if you watched it or not but you can I watch have, it on youtube I, ha- I have seen it and mm-hmm. i liked it and it is nightmare sisters from yes. also i think 1988 i think so yeah like this is kind that of like the movie this is like the this is like the better version of sorority babes i guess absolutely kind of, yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah this one this one was harmless dumb fun it's it's, oh, uh, it's, it's so fun it's david dakota yes um who again if you don't already know who he is so he made these two movies but also he's kind of found a niche for himself uh he made like a bunch of weird homoerotic like um horror movies that are not that 1313 um, is the series yes. and yes. i have the only one i've seen is cougar cult only right. because they were linnea quigley michelle bar and brink stevens are in right. it and so i was like oh this is awesome and then found out it's just an hour of young men a young attractive men showering mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. shower scenes, shower scenes, and then yeah. really, really bad clip art cougar faces appear right. on their faces. It was awful. But he prides himself on being able to shoot a movie in like a weekend. So you know, he does. you get what you pay for. And he has a, a rich friend who has a nice house that he shot in. Um, but he's also gone on and done uh, some Lifetime movies as well, uh, where he is also the he's the genesis of the wrong series um which i called something different when i i talked about it before but it's the wrong roommate the wrong real estate agent the wrong cheerleading coach and all these movies are directed he finds a niche he sticks with it all of these movies are directed by dave dakota who is a gay man and they all star vivica a fox get that bag i appreciate that um yeah nightmare sisters Okay, listen, Vinegar Syndrome has this for like $20, and would I own it? Like, probably. Most likely. Like, I I think I would. Um, It's kind of a gender-reversed sorority babes a little bit, uh, because pretty much the girls in this, who are the three, the the holy trifecta that is Linnea Quigley, Brink Stevens, and Michelle Bauer, who is not Michelle Bauer in this movie because her husband at the time, her ex-husband, was going to sue her. So she's under a different name. Um, but the three, the three girls, three chicks, um, they are like these geeky uh sorority girls who are the only ones left at the sorority house, and um they invite these three geeky guys over pretty much. Um, and they have a seance. Um, and the seance then results in them becoming sex-starved vamps. Um, and how will they be able to stop this horrible possession? Um, yeah. That's what this movie is. Literally, there's just uh, part of the movie where they're, uh, three women are just topless, and they are just these weird demons, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's ironic, too, because like I think this was filmed after Sorority Babes, and they, they think literally so. just, they, they had left, they were like, oh, we have some money left over, we have some film left over, Look, mm-hmm. we have these actresses here, let's just let's just make a movie let's just yeah let's have fun yeah, the shot like much. in like less than a week or something and you know yeah. and somehow you know it's it's weird they like made it actually a better product from the leftovers than they did with I, the main meal. 
Absolutely, yeah. Also, Dookie Flyswatter is back. Dookie Flyswatter is the voice of Uncle Impy from Sorority Babes, but he is also the voice of the uh, racially insensitive, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, character who is in the crystal ball um, in this movie. Yes, the ghost okay. of the crystal ball. But yeah, I don't know. whatever that is, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, I believe I don't know what it's even called. But okay. Um, also, a fun little fact as well um, of this movie. So let me see. One of the guys he um, or wait, no, who is this? There was one guy in here. Let me look real quick. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. So one of the guys who is CJ Cox, okay, he plays one of the other because there's this fraternity. So three geeky sorority um, fraternity guys, and then um, there's like the cool fraternity guys. One of them is CJ Cox. So he's in this movie. He plays um, what the fuck does he play? JJ, I think it is, or no, Bud. That's his name. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to know what uh, he literally uh, did this movie and like another movie? But he also went on to be a writer. I think he's also maybe gay in real life. Um, but he is the guy who wrote um, Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. He wrote what? that movie. Yes. I'm what? not kidding. He literally wrote that movie. He went on to write a few movies. Um, and then also I think he's gay in real life, which is funny because I think they kind of had to tell him maybe a little bit like, hey, like, you know, cool cool down on the gay, <laughs> you know, a little bit. Um, so yeah, no, this the writer of Sweet Home Alabama is in Nightmare Sisters. Yep. I, I don't know oh why either. I love that. I love Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my god! Well, well, the guy who wrote it is in Nightmare Sisters. This is okay. This is going to make me appreciate the movie even more now. Like, oh my god! This is what the eighties was. I guess everybody like literally just who knows? People just had their shit, man. Um, yeah. So that's a little about what. Uh, yeah, I think that's our Dave Dakota movies we've had, pretty much. Um, now, I watched a little movie, so you did not watch it. However, it is on YouTube, so if you want to. Um, it is uh, Rush Week from 1989. Um, so this movie I became familiar with because Haunted Hippie on YouTube, Kylie, um, she talked about it in one of her reviews or like one of her What I Watched or whatever. Um, and she actually liked it. And she's kind of a tough, like, you know, critic if you will she's not really a critic but like you know um she doesn't like everything um you know she is a a becoming filmmaker trying to be so you know um i was like damn like she gives like a three and a half like that's surprising um yeah pretty much what this movie is so i don't think you've seen it pickens but it is on youtube like i said um but this movie is pretty much about a girl tony who transferred into college she is um become aware of some co-eds who have gone missing um and is trying to investigate she's a journalist she's a journalism student um and she decides to investigate this for herself she becomes embroiled in a whole thing uh with deeply buried secrets um you know there's a killer all this shit right so the guy who directed this i don't want the trailer what the hell sorry i did that real quick um you said you also watched this trailer too if i'm not mistaken Yes, I did see the trailer. It did intrigue yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So the guy who directed this actually did stunts on a bunch of movies. He did like Space Jam and like Set It Off and all that. So it's kind of cool. And he did a couple he did like two other movies after this or something. But 
Um, yeah, it has uh, not many people who people would know, um, like Pamela Ludwig, I guess, if you know of uh, Under the Cherry Moon with Prince, she's in that apparently. Um, she has a striking resemblance to a Rose McGowan, I would say, kind of, sort of. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Pamela Ludwig. Um, who else? Uh, Roy Thins or Thines. He's like a well-known actor dude. He plays like the dean of the school, um, whose daughter, I guess, little spoiler, but his daughter died as part of something on campus. So like, you know, because the thing is, is that the frat in this movie, because again, this is in the sorority fraternity thing, because it's not really about sorority girls, but it is about fraternities a little bit. Um, and it is kind of fun. Like, uh, one of the fraternities, there's two fraternities. There's one that's like the popular one. There's the other one as well. And the other one is GAE, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, ah. I know. And like, there is like, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Like there's that one of the pranks that um the popular one pulls on this gay fraternity is that they show like a gay porn film, like at this like little mixer thing that they're like, they're going to show like, here's oh, what our I'm fraternity is about. I am yeah. Also, also girl, Kathleen Kimmon is in this movie a little bit. So we love a Kathleen Kimmon. I mean, of course, yes, me. Bride of Reanimator and Halloween four, five, I think. I uh, whatever think, oh gosh see i knew it i knew which one it was before you asked me <laughs> yeah something or um i think it's for um, uh, whichever one that she you know is the daughter of the police officer or whatever anyway um there's that so she's in it for a couple few minutes i think um greg allman's in this movie the the musician guy like what the hell this movie's kind of all over the place but it's not like bad though i would definitely give it a watch if anything um you know also the dickies are in it from killer clowns from outer space they play a band which is kind of fun like what the hell but yeah no i uh yeah it gives me some fun and it's 1989 so we're coming like late 80s into the 90s um and i think if anything like uh I don't know. It it's like a little who done it. You know, it's like a mystery. It's kind of like Nancy Drew mystery as opposed to like a Hackem Slashem cuz there really isn't much blood in this movie. Like it's not one of those. So, I don't know. I I it sort of fit the category a little bit slightly, kind of. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I will definitely check that one out. That one does that one does sound appealing. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we're going to move into our next two that are a part of an earlier series that we did already. Uh, so we have Sorority House Massacre 2, uh, which was 1990, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. And also Sorority Party Va- Sorority House Massacre 3, also known as Hard to Die as well, which they were both um, done by... Uh, they were both done in the 90s, like literally 1990. Um and there's a little bit of a story with this movie as well. Um, so have you watched, I guess you've watched these movies before or have you ever watched them? Oh no, I have, I have, I have seen these. Yes. Um, the, I, I think, uh, the year I got, I, I bought, uh, all of summer party massacre and all of, uh, sorority house massacre, when they were on those really hard to find out of print DVD. Like I lucked out. I got, okay them right before they went out of print the massacre series things that new world pictures was releasing 
So I watched them and I was like, really, I was like, oh, I'm so excited about this. Sorority House Massacre 1 was so great. Let's watch number two. Oh, it's a different movie. <laughs> oh, it's a different movie. It is yes. done by our lovely Jim Winorski, who is, is also known. This is the one that known. introduced me. This is the one yeah. that introduced me to him. I think yeah. he's famous for having a quote, breasts are our cheapest special effect in our in our, in our business. Yes, he's uh he's from Chopping Mall. He directed Chopping Mall, but mm-hmm. also he's just directed all sorts of stuff. Um, he directed both of these movies. However, he did go under a stage name for the third one. And what's interesting, so what these are about is that uh the second one is about these girls who move into the Hochstetter place, which is assumed to be the house from Sorority or sorry from Slumber Party Massacre. Apparently, hey. Maybe I don't know, or I think they just Whatever. needed stock footage for this yes. background, and I don't think they had enough money. So I think they just took the plot. They were like, "Well, let's just use footage yeah. for this movie." Yeah, pretty much. So like, these girls move into a like um, sorority house, um, and I think what had happened with sorority house massacre two, or it may have been hard to die, but um, I think it was that literally uh, they had fucked they had already fucked this place up i think um because they had done slumber party massacre that's what it was they had done slumber party massacre three or something like that they did some movie it was three yes they reused or no 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 no. slumber party massacre two you reuse the same set as like an insect movie but this one i think did reuse the same set as it was slumber party massacre it was one of they, they it was a reuse set pepper. that was kind of like yeah like, yeah uh, which they trashed up. they trashed on the slumber party massacre movie they trashed it and so jim winorski was like hey i think i could make a movie in this like you know whatever whatever give me some money and i'll do it and that's how he got sort of already house massacre too and literally like yeah he just that is why this movie that's why this house looks the way it does it's supposed to be that they're fixing it up to be the new sorority house um there's a weird neighbor by the name of of Orville Ketchum, who um, is like the villain, but he's not actually the villain, but they think he's the villain. Uh, None of these girls in both of these movies, there's one girl in particular who does not know how to do an American accent at all, so she just has a British accent, swear to God. Yep, Um, the whole time. And they wear nothing but uh, lingerie, like pretty much 90% of the movie. Oh, literally. And it's the whole thing of like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. There's a whole possession when it comes to Hochstetter. And the weird thing oh, is. Oh, I forgot for about the possession. Thing. Oh my gosh, you're yes. right. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's just, oh. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's weird. Uh, But yeah, so they, because they find a Ouija board and like they start doing some shit with it and the whole possession comes out. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, I don't know. Uh, but what was weird is that the movie, I know, um, it is on, I think it is on YouTube. You can find it pretty easily. This and Hard to Die are both on YouTube, so you can find them. Um, yeah, this film, uh, yeah. So the weird thing is, everybody, is that, so they make up this whole thing about, like, this massacre that happened at the Hawkshare place, which is why it's been abandoned. And they literally just use the footage from slumber party massacre and they call it hochstetter so we're supposed to assume that coach Jana was the wife of um hochstetter and then the girls who get killed are his daughters apparently 
This yes, what happened? And, and I love that they like I think they like when they when they cut in the footage and they add the scream. They, you know, clearly these are like adult women in Slumber Party oh, Massacre, yes. but they add in these little girl screams to make them seem like they're children. <laughs> and you're like, okay, oh we're really like, we really did not have it in the budget to shoot this flashback sequence. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's very weird. I mean, I gave this a one and a half. I did not like it that much. I thought it was kind of shitty, honestly. It's, I, I would, can you? can you even rate it it's called sorority house massacre 2 and it is just literally women in 90s just running from place to place what's weird yes and then also it's so weird because it has nothing to do with sorority house massacre 1 at all oh i don't think i don't think it was meant to be all of these i don't think were meant to be sequels i think they just made it and then they were like well okay this movie sucks we need we need people to right. print it somehow they're like well sorority house massacre was fun nah. however however i must say with hard to die that shit was kind of lit hard to die that was shit, incredible i that is amazing i do i think <laughs> i still do i still do have a vhs copy of it uh, because hard to die is pretty much the same movie as slumber uh sorority house massacre the same movie just in a skyscraper skyscraper at a lingerie company uh with these oh, four right. temps yes. uh-huh uh it's the same movie literally they use the same footage from some party massacre uh but let me tell you something it's still done by jim Wynorski, but it for some reason is so much more interesting and i don't know why it, the one i don't know what it is yeah, it's 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 the same thing with like Nightmare Sisters and Sorority Ball 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 Rama, you know. Yes. It's like the it's this it's like literally the same formula, but for some reason it works with this one, and it just did not work with this one. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Because I think even don't they reuse some of the actresses or no? Oh yeah, um, I think the the survivor of the of the Sorority House Massacre two. Yeah. I think she's she's the she's the lead in this one also. I think I think so I, too. Yeah. yeah, she sounds like she sounds like um, Mel B from the Spice Girls. She really does. She really yeah. does. And I think Love this her. one they they do have guns in this one, right? Yes, they do. They do have yes. guns so in they, this one, which so is fucking awesome. Maybe that one. This, maybe that's what it's. I don't know. It's just oh, it's just there's yeah. like a police like subplot where the police go to like a strip club because. Uh, like they have to interview like a uh, a stripper there or something, and like the one person who was it? Wait a minute, let me look real quick. So the oh, also fun little thing too. Um, so Kelly Maroney's also in this movie, Hard to Die. She plays um, she's in a porn movie that's being directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Jim Wynorski is literally the porn director, so it's really funny. Um. But yeah, it's her and Monique Gabriel, um, and they're like shooting the scene with a guy. It's very funny. I really liked it. Um, but also like, um, oh, Forrest J. Ackerman, who is if you don't know who he is, he is the old guy. He's like the doctor in this movie. But also, he is literally the literary agent of like a bunch of sci-fi writers because he was like a sci-fi guy in his time. So he like was the literary agent for like Ray Bradbury, L. Ron Hubbard, all those people shit like that back in the day um and he was in some movies i guess which is kind of fun but um yeah i know but um what was the other there was some um oh my god whoever this am i thinking of the wrong 
person. I might be thinking of the wrong one because they, I feel like I might be thinking of the wrong movie. There was a movie where they had to go to like some strip club or something. And there was like a famous, like, or an actress there or something, but uh, maybe it's the wrong one. I mean, this sounds like this could be the one, but yeah, it's been a, is it a minute since I watched this one? And it, yeah. for a while it was, it was hard to die. It was hard to find too. Like it was yes. very yes. hard to find, but now yes, it is on YouTube. So I, yeah. I, should probably, I should scroll through that someday and just kind of revisit it. Yeah. I think you should too, because I think it's uh I don't know what it is, but it's just a more fun movie. I, I don't know why, but it just is like, I'd, I rewatch it like completely would not rewatch story house massacre too. That shit was boring. No, oh, God, no Mm-mm. God. Um, so I will, I'll get around to talk about the other ones that I watched, but I do want to talk a little bit about, um, I don't know if you've watched any of these though. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I was saying re 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 looking at the list though. Um, I'm, there is a glaring one that you, you actually missed that I'm actually, oh, which one did I miss? Oh, two. I yes. Scream two. We, you missed scream yeah. two. Mm-hmm. I did. Just I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And also, here's the thing too. So Hard to Die is a sorority movie, but it isn't really. It's not at all. No. <laughs> it's fine. But it's in the same universe. So like, okay, whatever. We'll count it. But yes, you're right. Screen two. Um, it is kind of sorority horror because uh I personally like it a little bit more than the original Scream. Just saying. That's yeah, me. You, but you, you people exist and we, we love and respect you. A little, bit, a little bit. But um I, I just think it does really good and I think it's really I think it's really decent. Um but there is the whole thing of like um Hallie played by Elise Neal, who is Sydney's roommate. She is trying to rush a sorority, and I'm like, girl, you're a black girl, you're not gonna get in that sorority. I don't know about that. I don't know. Hey. Portia we'll de Rossi may have let her in. We don't know. Maybe. We didn't we didn't get to see the ending of that. Oh, and Sarah Michelle Geller and her just iconic death scene. Oh, CC Cooper. Yeah. Oh gosh. Omega Beta Zeta. Oh, so good. Gosh, and Rebecca so Gayhart with her hair. Oh, amazing. And also it's fun too, because like with Scream 2, like it is a uh it's Scream Ghost College, which is fine. Um, but also it's like yeah like it is talking a little bit about that it also we're supposed to kind of think that maybe Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart are like the killers kind of maybe like yeah like there's a potential it's in there we watch like I remember when I watched the first Scream 2 does have Scream 2 is I can't say it's my favorite it's one of my favorite opening kills of the the series it's a really good one but watching i remember i was like kind of shocked the first time i watched it with the killer reveal but now mm-hmm. watching it back and I, I mean obviously it's now that i know it's like but it seems just so glaringly obvious now when i watch it i'm like right. oh my god she's literally always in the background always giving like kind of creepy looks just like yeah ah, of course so yeah. obvious but and, and of course we're referring to the fact that it's a double killer as normal it's debbie salt who is actually mrs loomis played by Lori metcalf and also the yummy telemethy oliphant playing mickey oh, um, oh mickey you're so fine you're so fine Oh, he's he is for a killer. He's crazy, but uh, Timothy Oliphant is sexy. And if you haven't watched Go, you need to go watch that. So it's it's fun. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I do like Scream Two quite a bit. I think I do like it a little bit more than the original, but I still love the original though. Um, and I like it way more than Scream Six. I am sorry, but actually, I'm not sorry. 
Scream Six. I mean, it was four. Oh, uh, oh gosh! No, I'm also not the hugest. I'm not the hugest person on the new Scream movies. I literally gave both of them threes because I'm like, I'm good. I liked. I liked them. They got me. They got me reinvested. But of course, now R.I.P. to the the franchise. This I literally yes. I I did comment on someone's little Instagram post about like you know should they let it just die and I'm like yes. Yes, that's just fine. Can- that's what I honestly just cancel it. I I don't I don't want I don't want to see whatever lame excuse. Yeah. I I you know you no just just cancel it. Publish the script that you were going to make and just yeah. make a novel out of it so we can read it. Sure, I sure. Because I, I just don't I I don't care and I wouldn't go see it. Yeah. I went and saw the other screen movies in theaters and I was like, okay, great, but like. If they made something, I'm like it, it. It's too much bad blood. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, like too much bad blood, and it's just I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want it. Don't. You want pissed it. off Chris. You pissed off Christopher Landon. I don't like that either. Uh, they pissed. They it, literally pissed off everyone. Everyone. No one wants to come back now. Everyone's like, no, oh, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. No. Like literally. And so it's just fucking stupid. And yeah, we'll we'll get off our scream set box in a minute. But like, it's just yeah. And. Honestly, it's so cool though because these people already did have some sort of career anyway. But I think just having them be in this series will give them a way to go into other things. Because I'd love to see Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding and all these people in other oh, series. I, I just don't need them to come back. Mason to screen. Gooding read the new, uh, the the phone book to me. Mm, that man is. Mm. Mm delicious what i like about him is also like yes he's a nepo baby i think he's aware of it um but also the fact that like um to me he also just seems like a big nerd which i really appreciate oh he is a yeah he is a huge nerd he like he actually is a huge horror aficionado yeah he and like yeah like uh, i remember he and jenna ortega they were like talking about they were like talking about some deep cuts i was like oh y'all actually did your homework okay i like y'all and his dad is Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, what the fuck? But I mean, hey, go off, girl. Like, good for you. And he's also sexy. So I mean, God bless. Like, truly and utterly. God bless. Um, so yeah. But yes, Scream 2, I will consider it. I like it. Do you have any other parting words of Scream 2 before we move on? Yeah, it's just Sarah Michelle Geller um just runs Hell this yeah. world. We love her. Uh, and it's just a great, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. It's, you know, it's one, it, I, in, in my opinion, there is no bad screen movie, you know, Agreed. like, but it's really, it's great. It's the, the college atmosphere is awesome and the sororityness mm-hmm. is sororitying. So yeah, go check it out. It is. Yeah, I would say so. And it is a bit of a, it's interesting because like fraternities and sororities are a little bit of a plot point because, you know, Derek, Jerry O'Connell is a sorority. Honest, I kind of like, want to yeah. see an alternate universe where the killer never came, and I just kind of want to see like where this like kind of interpersonal drama would have ended. Like, I want to see the sure. college like you know comedy that Sydney Prescott deserved after surviving Scream. You know, but let's see where everyone ended up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So we're gonna also talk a little bit. We're coming back to a, a movie that we already talked about. A little bit earlier, but this is a new iteration of it. Uh, this is the first remake of Black Christmas from 2006. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, 
again, I wanted to do an episode on this and whatever. I'm maybe I'll get around to it at some other time, but I didn't feel like doing it. Um, I think we said it during our sorority row episode. Um, I will say at least for me, this movie, I believe is like a three for me. Is this a good movie? No, it's not that good of a movie really. However, is it entertaining? Yes. To a point. I feel like, is it misogynistic? Yeah. To a point. (laughs) It like, it just, yeah, it, it it is like it is entertaining to a point it's you know but there is some stuff where i'm just like oof but it was 2006 as well you know it's not an yeah, isolated incident. they were they were trying i i i my i think my my ice cold heart has thawed for this movie a little bit over the years yes yeah because I think when I first watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the, the Hollywood's awful. Like movies are uh, the, the death of yeah. cinema is happening before my very eyes. And right, I'm like, right. Oh, 2006 was such a simpler time. I look uh, so actually. So, again, my wonderful boyfriend, not only did he watch the original Black Christmas with me, he then also entertained me and watched the remake right afterwards. I was Hell very, yeah. very nice and did not subject him to the a movie that we'll be watching we'll be talking about later on but we will he and he actually did enjoy aspects of the of the 2006 one first of all it is star studded i'm talking mary elizabeth watson uh michelle trattenberg um uh lacey chabert lacey chabert chabert um uh, Kathleen Cassidy or Ka- Katie, oh, Cassidy. Katie Cassidy Katie Cassidy she was like in everything around this time mm-hmm. um yeah Andrew Martin just, from the original oh yeah Andrew Martin from the original um Oliver what's his nuts from uh the that show uh Kate Hudson's uh, brother y- yep yes oh gosh so hot um yeah <laughs> it just it was it was a great it's a it's a fun it's yes you're right is it a good movie absolutely not but <laughs> You know, there's the, the, it was just such, you know, it was right before the iPhone took over everything. It just, yes. it was just a more simpler, innocent time. Yeah. The, the dialogue is there. The mom, they, they kind they do give Billy a backstory. And unlike the Halloween remake and like some other remakes, I feel like this backstory actually worked. I mean, cause I mean, there was no backstory in the original. So, right, right. right. I think the backstory they gave, because they really did, you know, actually take those very like outlandish, crazy, obscene phone calls and actually did piece together a story that made sense in actuality. Yeah. yeah. You know, so Billy actually has a full story and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of eyeball stabbings. So if you're not, if you're not yeah. a fan of eyeballs getting destroyed, maybe skip this one. This movie ain't for you, boo boo. It's very gory, yes. And yeah. so if you're into that, then that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the gore is something that I can like kind of appreciate for that. Um, and just like again, the star-studded female cast, of course. Um, obviously, go ahead. Oh, no, no, but I do I actually you're right. I do have beef with this movie though. I do have beef with this movie because of we were we were lied to in the advertisements. Yes. Those Un- so when they were making the movie, I guess for some reason, well, because okay, we're gonna address the elephant oh, in the room. The Weinstein's produced this was a bot. This is a Harvey Weinstein joint thing. Yes, yes. I guess the footage they shot was not satisfactory to him. 
so he went and like without the director um without the director's but, knowledge yes. he like got it like a stunt double and like some random actress and shot some scenes specifically for the trailer now mm -hmm. i'm furious because there is this amazing scene in the trailer where a character is getting basically uh there's these christmas lights being pulled up into this like yeah. lawnmower type thing it's and she's being dragged into yeah. it yeah yeah and it looks it looks incredible and that is the sole reason why i was excited for this movie because like oh this is gonna be so cool and I, it didn't happen and i was furious yeah that's what happens boo release that's what happens. the trailer cut oh my god uh yeah so i mean th but again there are a few things that are like weird in here i don't know why agnes is played by a full-on man i don't i don't quite know it's a little odd uh but overall though i mean like you know this is probably worth a good one-time watch you know it it's at better than that remake two. at least two it's better than the most recent remake which we'll talk about uh and yeah i i just I do like this movie. It's not. It's not a bad one to me. I get again. I give it a three. Uh, the colors you know, are really. The colors are coloring. Yes, the colors are coloring. I will say that much. And you know, if, if anything, they did something a little different with the story. Um, so I can at least appreciate that for sure. But yeah. So um, with that being said, so we did do a whole episode on Sorority Row uh, already from 2009. I don't think we need to rehash anything from that episode. All I'm going to say is justice for chugs. Just justice for chugs. Justice for chugs. Uh, yeah, you can listen to that whole episode if you want to, but pretty much this is just a remake of Sorority Row. Um, or the house on Sorority Row. A little bit different, but, you know, same kind of thing um, and all of that. Uh, now, I don't think you've seen any of these other movies, um, so we will talk a little bit uh, about the horrid not very good well made remake of black christmas um and oh. then i'll go through some of the other movies as well oh mama oh so i will say first and foremost that this movie you know we are two white men uh who are cisgendered gay men you know i don't know pickens like that in terms of what he's gone through in his life he doesn't know what i've gone through in my life or whatever right so take that with a grain of salt and take that for what it is, right? To my tens of listeners. But I think this... Uh, and I do think Sophia Tikal, who directed this and all of that, she seems like a perfectly nice woman. I'm sure she is. And I will say, I think she was put into a very precarious situation with this film, um, which we can talk about a little bit. But whatever they were trying to do with this movie, um, no. How, how I describe it is, um, I think this movie is this movie wanted to be what the Slumber Party Massacre remake ended up being. I've said it before, and I'll say it again with you on the episode. Yes, yeah. It's just it really. I they had you know yes I think their ideas were good i think they had a well-intentioned yep i just think that either i think they either just submitted a first draft and it was just yep make that mm -hmm. or something and it just yeah it it fell and yes 
this is two cisgendered gay men talking about this, you know. But a I, very I feminist say, movie, right? I will say, well, that's my thing. In like, in at least in my experience and perspective, mm-hmm. I think you know the movie. The as a film franchise, it started very feminist. Right. Then it kind it of did. took a little. Then it kind of took a little nosedive with the first remake. And yes. even though this remake is tr- is you know really stamping up the, it actually I think really did it a disservice and was he actually the least feminist of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst crime that this movie committed was that it's called Black Christmas because I don't think it Completely. needed to be. And and the diva cup line, the line with the diva cup was just I, just these things. You can go cringy, cringy. It, yeah, and I think that Sophia Tikal was put into a weird position by Jason Blum because pretty much, I think this is just my own opinion, and this is another opinion I've heard that, uh, and I I agree with it that he was being criticized because he didn't really have a he didn't hire he kind of said that there aren't a whole lot of horror filmmakers uh, that are women. Um, and whatever so he's getting a lot of heat for that um because you know there was a whole thing where he posted something on twitter about some shit and he got writ to part for it um don't yell i think was part of his things that he was said to like the feedback given to him yeah also hire diverse good. as well it's bad um so i think sophia to was put in a situation where he said something about how like, well, there's not a whole lot of female, like, um, you know, uh, horror directors or anything like that. Um, blah, blah, blah. And so people wanted to rip him apart for it. And, um, then he was like, Oh no, here's lady. And I'm like writing about lady stuff in movie. Yeah. And it was kind of set up to fail. Like beloved, you know, icon, you know, already have done, you know, in, in in at least film terms, a fairly yeah. recent remake. You know, we all were we right. all remember the remake, right? And so, you know, yeah, just yeah, and just you know, just I also was- don't think she was ready. I I don't think she was ready Mm-mm. for it. Mm-mm. And yeah. th- this is me speaking as somebody who's not a filmmaker at all, and I've never want to be. But she had only done the Into the Dark thing, I think, on Hulu. She had done one of those. Um, which those are varying quality anyway, but like, you know, apparently hers was fine. Um, I just don't know if she should have done the feature film because this is also her debut. Boom, right. here you go. And, like, yeah, and it was completely, and, I, and it was, you know, it was because like, obviously the right leaning Republican, horrible people, yeah. they didn't like it, obviously, but even like right. the more liberal people, they also did. Like, I saw it with one of my friends and she literally was like, is this like making fun of feminism or, right. you know, it was because it was so like, you know, Twitter hot word topic, like literally yeah. just buzzwords, buzzwords, all of this. Yeah. but like every, every piece of dial that the one character, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Um, but she's like, Chris, she's like this, yeah, Chris, like literally every single piece of dialogue of hers literally sounded like she was just reading a twit, a Twitter thread, like yeah. literally. And it was just it, that song, the song that they, oh God. The, uh, yeah, yeah, like the, the Mean Girls house. song. Yeah. yeah. And just. And again, and it's the important. Fact that the yeah. frat guys were, the, the black magic of it all and the, the, the weird. Yeah. It just, men are, oh God. It was just, 
Really? So yes. So yeah. So the Slumber Party Massacre remake is it's it's weirdly enough kind of the same, not the same plot, obviously different, but it in is. the way that it's like okay, these girls are being stalked and murdered, and they decide to take action into their own hands. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Slumber Party Massacre, which is also again written and directed by women. Yeah they did such a better job with the, right. you know, it was actually like an empowering movie and it was, and it was fun. It played with gender roles and it played with yeah. like tropes of horror movies and everything. Like it really yeah. came together in a really, really well-made package. Mm-hmm. And this one just felt so like, just, just so soulless. Forced. Just, for, forced. That's, 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 that's what it really was. It felt forced. Also, also the fact that the ending was just like, I guess, burn it all to the ground. All of these men have to die and just like get burned up. Okay. Yeah. And also mm -hmm. you telling the whole, literally breaking down the whole story of what's going on in the drive. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. And I love me an image and poots. She's cool. Like love her. Great actress. And she's like the saving grace of this movie. But it doesn't save it very much. Again, and, and it's it's interesting just because like uh, Hack the Movies, which is a YouTube channel you can watch. They did talk about, um, I think they talked about these movies uh, before. And they had two of the female correspondents on that channel. And they both hate this movie. And I watched that yeah, YouTube just, video of it. It's, it's, because it, it, it it's like, You can just clearly tell that everyone involved with this movie either just they didn't really care about the original like you know there was very small little like kind of barely references like i think the, the exorcist the, three reference the exorcist three references was so random um there's i think like a glass unicorn is like given as a yeah. gift and like i think the cat's name is claude you know like very, claudette is yeah, the, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah sorry sorry claudette because oh my god oh my god you know but like, but then again, I, I know it's not like a broken record. But then look at the Slumber Party Massacre remake. Like, no, you true. can clearly tell that they loved the original and they understood why the original. You know, like right. you know, you know, they, yeah. There's 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 also references to like the Slumber Party Massacre movies in the mm-hmm. remake. But you don't roll your eyes at it. You're like, oh, it's like, yeah, oh my god, yes, yeah. Like she's wearing the Space Babe shirt and like just stuff like that. It, it's it, you you said this before. You said this before on the Slumber Party Massacre episode that I had you for four or five minutes on. But uh, yeah, it, but it literally like it feels like um, the fact that a sci-fi movie could do that and a Blumhouse movie missed the mark. Just uh, yeah, it just shows. It just shows, you know. Yeah, it's like you know, it's not just it's, you know. You could have the biggest production company in the world back you up, right? But it, you know, there has to be a passion. There's got to, you know, you got to have, you got to have the yeah. feeling. And that's the thing. It's like when you're watching, you're just like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Like, do you even like horror movies? Like, do you like movies? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so. I think yeah. I think what it is for me, at least. I don't put a really a whole lot of uh, blame on Sophia to call for this. Um, oh, I really not. don't. No, no, no. I do. Um, I agree with your opinion that I definitely think it was. I don't think it is. This movie. 
you need to make this movie or we need or we want you to make this movie in only like this amount of time um i put a lot of the onus on jason blum because i think he put oh, her in a weird position he, i had been reading like i this movie was not like it wasn't a shock this movie was made because it had been talked right. about for a while that, Jay, that he had i think he did get the rights like a few years right, prior right. and had been talking about we're gonna do a remake we're gonna do a remake and then I think so. I think he, I think, you know, he kind of Roger Corman did and just like, you know, just threw it out. He's like, here you go. You're making this movie now. Go. Yeah. Because apparently, apparently, Sophia DeCall wanted to do a remake of uh, I Spit on Your Grave, which would have been interesting, and which they already did before. Su- yeah. <laughs> did a woman do the remake? Did, did a woman do I don't the remake? Yeah. I would actually be very intrigued by a female, like, you know, viewed version of a nice spit on your grave. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yes, I would love to, that would be a very interesting update. Actually. I would love to see that. Yeah. Because I, we already, people already have their own things about our word um, revenge and stuff like that. Uh, I get it. I actually don't mind some of the movies like Miss 45 is really good. And there are some that are pretty decent. I do want to watch. I spit on your grave. I think it might be a good one to watch. I want to watch the original one. Have you you Um, ever seen it? I have never. No, it's so I will. Okay. Mm. I promise this is still a sorority horror podcast. Yes, it it is. There, there are aspects of the movie that there are interesting filmmaking choices that mm-hmm. he made. And do you know the backstory on how, why he made the movie? Uh, I don't really know. No. Okay. So he and his wife were walking and they found, they found a, an assault victim in the, in the okay. park. And she was like, and it's a, t- a typical man response. He's like, and that's the day I found out this is actually pretty traumatizing and awful. So he wanted to make a movie basically to show kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, man, this is actually kind of bad in a right. weird way. It is. A, it's 45 minutes. The entire assault is a 45 minute scene. Ugh. And it is it's and there's no music. It is literally 45 minutes of just hearing someone screaming it's a tough it's a tough watch okay fair enough yes so it is it has all the trigger warnings on it and everything it is a very i I watch when i watched it as a teenager i was like oh yeah you know like it was Mm -hmm. shocking but whatever but now watching it as an adult who has gone through an experience you know that i can relate to now it was a much different watch it was actually very like oh my gosh like oh my gosh but i think that's also kind of the point of the movie too like yeah yeah it's like yeah so it would be an interesting yes sure sure yeah and that's what i was thinking thank you for being vulnerable by that uh of course so you know because everyone people have their own stories about assault and all that Mm -hmm, kind of stuff mm -hmm. so you know i want to be sensitive to that of course but you know that would have been really interesting to see that because i don't think those remakes were made by a woman so but yeah i don't know it it just it missed the mark i'm glad the girl uh in it one of the girls went on to be on the white lotus that's cool yeah yeah um (laughs) like you know but uh and carrie always got a paycheck that's good for him too but i was just like mama this did not work for me nope. yeah we just we i think it's time we just you know we need to put a blanket on black christmas and say 
Good night. Yes. You know, Billy yes. is finally officially home. Oh God, yes. Um, so yeah, so that's I think all the movies that we have watched, like we both have watched. So I'll go that back a little is bit. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so I'll go back a little bit about just kind of speed round through some of the ones that I have watched. So because I'm crazy. Um so back uh I did watch a little movie uh, from 2003. I watched a few of them. So if you want to watch these pickings, it's up to you. But uh, this is called Final Examination. It is currently on Tubi. Um, do you know who it's directed by? I think I just told you this a couple days ago. I think uh, you did. I'm, I'm blank. For a wonderful viewing audience and for my brain, tell me. Um, Fred Olin Ray. He actually directed yes. this movie. Oh, I love, um, yes. Love me some Fred Olin Ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, director of... Um, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. The best. Uh, the best. Uh, just a lot of sleaze. Uh, some Lifetime movies. He apparently directed a movie with Marla Sokoloff in it. It's like a little uh, Lifetime movie. That's fun. But yeah, so this movie, Final Examination, it's about uh, LA like detective. They moved to Hawaii uh, because they're going to... Uh, they're investigating uh, this murder spree that's happening uh during this sorority reunion is what this is pretty much um i gave this movie a two okay and uh so as part of my journey into the world of sorority horror i decided to to throw this on because you know uh fred olin ray uh in the dave dakota you know camp if you will very much um I will tell you this right now, Pickens. This is literally just softcore porn. So I mean, it's Fred Olin Ray. I don't know why you can never <laughs> say his name right, but yeah, it's, I mean, you get what you get. Yeah, and then um, the uh, the girl in it, the main chick, uh, Carrie Warher. Um, do you know who she is? She's from Anaconda and like Eight Legged Freaks and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Carrie Warher. Um, fun, fun, good for her. But yeah, she plays like the how she plays the fit main female detective that's in Hawaii that um Brett Huff is the the sh- the guy who comes um he didn't really do a whole lot I don't think but he's like the main guy in this but like it's, it's, it's he suffering. comes exactly but yeah no it's literally this might have been I think this could have been wait a minute was it Oh, also, like the lieutenant, like the sheriff's name is Hugh Janus. Like that's like one of the oh, names. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah, we're so talking. It, yeah, we know what we're talking now. Yeah, we're talking. We know what we're talking about. Okay, um, but it's like literally like just softcore porn with all these people. Um, I don't know if you know any of these people. Like uh, Debbie Roshan, like she's been in a couple things. She's Canadian. Um, uh, Belinda Gavin, I don't know who the hell that is. She's been in some horror movies. Amy Lindsay, I don't know who the hell that is. She was in Stepsister from Planet Weird, apparently. But yeah, girl, uh, final examination. It's a two. You can watch it if you want. It's sorority. Um, and we're supposed to believe that these women are uh, only five years out of college. Bitch, where? Mm-mm-mm. No. What the fuck? Okay. No, well, ma'am. gosh, the ones in the 80s, you know, had convinced us they were in college, you know? Like literally. Like, wow. Literally. We, ate, we ate a lot of vegetables today, didn't we? Wow. Oh my God. It's crazy. But anyway, yes. So there's that. Um there were a couple of them that I turned off. I don't remember them exactly. Delta Delta 
high die die or something was one of them it was bad there were a couple of them i was like i'm not doing this to myself uh but i did watch delta delta die from 2003 which is devin hamilton um he directed this didn't really do a whole lot he is uh he was apparently in the movie Killjoy, which is like a known horror movie. Apparently he's in that movie. That sounds, but um, the title sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so pretty much what this is about is it has Brink Stevens in it. Um, she and Julie Strain. Do you know who that is? Do you know who that actress is? No. Um, so she was in like a couple things, but she's um since passed away, unfortunately. Mm. But she was like um kind of a i don't know how to explain her but like you know she's got like the big boobs and like she's just kind of like she's not a video girl but like you know she's in like that kind of buxom you know yeah Uh, mm -hmm. whatever the fuck right and so she was actually the penthouse pet of the year that was one of the things she did okay so this is what we're talking so delta delta die is um where she's the house mother to the sorority delta delta i guess or whatever the fuck um delta delta pi that's who they are and what we find out again spoilers but we find out that uh they're actually cannibals pretty much and uh they're eating uh frat guys that are like you know they lure in i know right um so yeah um there's that who who like produced this shit um so it's a full moon feature technically so it's in there um it has some people in it too so uh brink stevens she plays um a dejected sister who knew marilyn that's like julie strain and this is Rhonda is brink stevens um so like she comes back and kicks all their asses pretty much uh don't know who else is in this movie really except for tiffany shepis do you know who that is mm, no 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 not him oh uh her uh tiffany oh, shepis so tiffany i thought you said timothy uh, no tiffany t- shepis um she is from um like tromeo and juliet she's in victor crowley oh um, okay oh yeah I'll, definitely... I'll show oh. you here's our visual media oh yeah yeah no i do okay you know i do know her yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, Um, i'm also with names i'm better with faces it's fine it's fine but yeah so she's in there um it's fun i mean it's on like tubi i think uh again it has to do with sorority i think i gave it what the hell did i give it i gave it a two because it is 2003 very 2003 um it's just not very the best well done really but you know it's fun it's a cannibal cult that kind of shit there is dong in the movie so i appreciate that love that for them um so hashtag yeah. bring more dong on screen that is something you and me talked about a little bit where i do want to have more dong in movies like i really do yeah i mean we we we, we were privileged with may december and uh, uh Saltburn this year so you know or last year True. So, yeah. yeah i have i have watched Saltburn, and i did see the peen um does may december have peen too uh may december does you it's one of those you have to like it's very dark and you kind of have to pot like blink and you'll miss it kind of but we are not we are not complaining okay good 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 okay i'm gonna have to watch that movie i haven't watched it yet it so. is actually I'm really it's it's, it. it's real i i really enjoyed it i know it's gotten some discourse on twitter because it's right right campy but it's it's uh, it, uh, watch it just watch it 
Okay, I will. Um, I'll get around to it. But uh, the next movie I watched uh, that you didn't was The Hazing from 2003. Also, I think it's a full moon movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Uh, no, it is not, actually. Never mind. Uh, this is just a little horror movie. Um, so, again, I think it's on Tubi right now. Uh, it's by Rolf Konensky, I believe it is. Um, he did a couple different movies. But, again, I think he's like... Um, he did this movie it's pretty much the evil dead meets scream i guess in a way okay. uh, what it's about is that it's about this evil professor played by brad duris okay and he um something fucking happens where like uh he gets possessed or he like gets a book that possesses him or something anyway what ends up happening is that these pledges uh have to go and they have to see all this stuff to rush this fraternity sorority whatever the hell and so they end up at this like abandoned house uh in la somewhere um and so all the shit ensues there um so pretty much i guess what is it so yeah, it possesses the bodies of a bunch of fraternity and sorority pledges during hazing activities. Uh, when the students meet one girl's death after another, the survivors realize it's the professor who's doing it all, um, and they pretty much have to like fight against him. I would say that this movie, um, again, it is on Tubi at the moment. Um, it has Brad Dourif in it, like I said. Tiffany Shepis is there. Um, do you know who Perry Shan is by any chance? I- that name does ring a bell for me for he, some reason. He is he is a uh, Asian dude. Um, he is in the Hatchet movies. <gasps> yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he's in this movie pre-Hatchet. Um, so there's that. Uh, I would consider this movie kind of like a weirder. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say it's like a Buffy episode, kind of. But with okay, more boobs, I'm on, I'm on board maybe? with this. I'm on board with this. I will. That's... Yeah, because they use like added. the weird facial shit that Buffy had a little bit mm-hmm. uh, for some of the things. So yeah, I would I would give it a watch. I give it like a three. I'll check it I out. I don't mind it. Yeah, I would I would watch it. Do it. Um, yeah, the hazing that was another one. Okay, so I did watch the initiation of Sarah Rebake. Okay, now I will say that this movie. Uh, it was ABC Family original movie. It is currently on YouTube right now. You can watch it kind of broken up a little bit. Um, or I think you can rent it or something or buy it. I don't know. Why would you know? I wouldn't buy it. I would not buy it. However, I will say I kind of liked this movie. Uh, it wasn't as boring as the original initiation of Sarah. Um because pretty much it has uh, Micah Borum. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's an actress lady. She was in Jack Frost, like riding cars with boys. She was in Sleepover, Blue Crush, a couple different movies. Um, Summer Glau, do you know who that is? She's like an um, actress lady. Yes. Okay, no. I, gotta, I gotta, on this audio medium, I have to show Pickens all the photos. That's Summer. Uh, no, I don't think I do. It doesn't look okay, whatever. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Micah Borum, she's this lady. Let me see. I do recognize her. Yeah, that's Micah. She is the girl Sarah in the movie. Um, then you have Joanna Garcia. Please tell me you know who that is. Yes, okay, I do know that <laughs> one. That's Cheyenne from Reba. Yes. Um, <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Do you know who that is? Yes. 
she's in this movie as well um she's kind of having her marvel moment but yes also morgan fairchild who's in the original movie and um cameo flat comeback yes 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 and jennifer tilly's in this movie too she plays mrs hunter pretty much but yeah there's that and it's fucking weird dude it it is i will say again it's abc family original movie okay the ABC Family original, yep, and it was actually part of like a Halloween thing where they did a bunch. They did three different remakes of three like underground like horror movies or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember when they. I remember watching because I was a was mm-hmm. that was Pretty Little Liars playing around that time. Yeah, it was. I was an <laughs> avid. I was a huge Pretty Little Liars fan, so I do remember that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, so yeah, but uh, this movie's fucking, yeah, weird. Uh, Bad CGI a little bit, uh, all that kind of shit. But I will say, I think it's at least worth a fun little watch just for Jennifer Tilly, if anything. Fun times. Um, But yeah. And then let's see what else is there. Uh, The Haunting of Sorority Row. Uh, Isn't much to this 2007 movie. It's literally a Lifetime original movie. Um girl i don't know i think i gave it a one and a half i think Oof. it was Please. this one has yes this one has leeton meester in it she's like the star but it's before she was on gossip girl i think so she did this before that um like i think one of the um you know like one of the girls in um final destination at the beginning at the plane you know who i'm yeah. talking about uh-huh. she's in this movie she plays like the sorority president or some shit um you know it it's not anything to write home about pretty much what it's about this girl samantha um looks to prejudice sorority unbeknownst to her it's haunted by this former pledge who's taking revenge on the people who wronged her don't worry about watching it i wouldn't really worry about it um yeah but the haunting and sorority row um i also tried watching twisted sisters or sorority nightmare on prime that one also is not great I, um, I watched the preview for that and i was like i'm not gonna do that one i i i had to turn it off i was not watching it um sorority party massacre is another one um it is on currently on uh prime i think it is uh this is uh so pretty much this detective goes to an island where these girls are meeting up for this like sorority reunion or some shit like that or whatever anyway he finds out some stupid shit about like i don't even fucking know dude sorority party it's the sorority party it's like these girls getting back together or they're trying to become like the top sorority girl or whatever the fuck um and it was so boring i'm i i gave it a one and a half i just did not like it i just don't know what it was like it's aware of what it is i don't think it's supposed to be good but like i didn't find it funny it was trying to be funny it wasn't very funny and it wasn't like scary either like i just don't understand lose 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 all around lose lose and plus also they had like fucking who was it it was um they didn't have anybody of note in it um except literally edo ross is in it he is uh one of the people in six feet under he's like one of the supporting characters um and also they had richard mall who recently just passed away do you know who he is yeah he mm. he was in the movie for like five minutes mm. he's he's one of the larry morgan gordons from but i'm a cheerleader oh oh yeah yeah yeah, 
Yeah, one of the gays yeah. that breaks um, right. her out. Yeah, yeah, I love that um, movie. I do too, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's he's one of the he's the guy who isn't the guy from that Saraven. Okay, yeah. So um, anyway, this movie, I I couldn't even fucking tell you what happens in it. It's so fucking stupid. I could not. Uh, the other one was Sisters of Death. I tried watching that as well, which is from the seventies, and it was so boring. I couldn't do it. Oh, I didn't even. I haven't even heard of that one. Don't worry about it. It's not that good. I don't think it's that maybe good. That's, maybe that's why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's boring. Um, another one. We're we're getting close to the end. Sorority house on um haunted house on sorority row, which is from um 2014. Uh, this is uh the guy who also did uh Amityville No Escape, which was a direct to video Amityville. Movie. I- I I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Amityville directed DVD directed video sequels. They're just there's just something about them. They they're this they is, get a pass. This is Enrique Coto. Um, he uh did this movie in 2014. Um, again, I gave it a one. It was gonna be like a fucking like half a star for me for a minute. However, at the end of it, I kind of came around because. I could see that it was, you can tell that this guy, Enrique Coteau or whoever, he must be from Ohio or something or some shit. Cause this is all done in Ohio. It's probably a non-union thing. Like, I think he really just shot it with a bunch of people he knew is what it seems like. Um, but yeah, I, I came around on it, but it's, it's not good and it's on prime right now. And I don't know why it is. But I think his prime, I mean, prime has, I think the largest, like, like library and like by far, like by like a margin, like, I think they like it's in the five digits while like Netflix is like the second with like a few thousand. I think they just kind of, I think if you can release it, prime will, will stream it. Yeah. It just isn't good, dude. But I will say it got me because I did like the fact that you could just tell these people seem to know each other. And I think they, but it was just a lot of vagina, a lot of boobs, just like right out there, just boom. And I was just like, I get what oh, we're doing. Yeah, dude. gotta have a reason to watch it. Some, you know, someone needs a reason right? to watch it. But yeah, it just was not. It wasn't giving, wasn't giving. Uh, the other one uh, is the Scare House from 2014. This is from Gavin Michael Booth. I don't really know what else he's done. Um, he's done some other fucking movies, I guess. But this is about um, these girls who uh, open like a fun house in Halloween. Um, they're a part of this like sorority, or they were a part of the sorority, and it's pretty much like a revenge story um, where they bring back all of these like uh, sorority sisters and. Pretty much what happened is the people who are running this little fun house, they uh, were unfortunately part of this prank gone wrong on like a guy and um, he accidentally died. They got put in prison and then nobody kind of came to their defense. So then pretty much um, it was, yeah, that was the whole thing. It's kind of saw a little bit because they try to be like fucking edgy or whatever the fuck. Um, But I believe the literal lead of this movie, I think Corey is one of the the crazy girls or whatever. I think that's literally like his wife, I think, or girlfriend, because they have the same last name. So I'm assuming that they're married. Um, you know, 
I didn't like this movie a whole lot either. It was just a one for me. Um, it's just painfully not that scary. It's just more so gross. Uh, no, if anything, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're like I don't think you'll have fun with that. That's the thing. I think you'll have fun with something like the hazing, or even like um, maybe Delta Delta Die or something, perhaps. But like any of these, I was like, nah. And then that yeah, was like a couple of these where it was a wash. Like I just didn't like. There's one with like um, the telling. It's with the holly and bridget from the girls next door they're in it it's literally i think shot at the playboy mansion i had to turn that off after like five minutes no all of these are short by the way too they're all like an hour 18 hour 20 which is appreciated however no i i I have better better things to do with my day but it does look like you saved the best for last oh oh yes you're correct i have seen this one (sighs) Oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, I did say the best for last because it's the most recent one. <laughs> oh, God. And you did watch it because it is a sequel. It is a sequel to uh, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Ballorama. Sorority Babes and Slimeball Ballorama 2. We were just left on the edge of our seats. The last one had just spent decades just waiting for that conclusion. Oh, we needed to see where the story goes. Oh, God. Uh, well, you know, I will say, good for Brink Stevens directing this movie, okay? I agree. Yes. 100%. I am so happy for her. Guys, she's got behind the camera. And, yeah. you know... Mm. <laughs> Do you have any particular thoughts on the sequel? <laughs> I I think it did take me a few days to watch it. I, that's, I do that's remember fair. that. Like, I think I watched like the first ten minutes, and I was like, "Okay, I, I can't." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm it's like, I'm gonna watch it more." Oh, I can't do it. And then, ugh, just it, it, it was. What it is it slog. like? It, it's a, it's another one. It's like an hour and some odd minutes or something. It's like an hour. I'm not even kidding. It's like an hour ten. Like, yeah, I really think 10, it's like, but it feels like double that amount of time. It's just yeah, like Letterbox oh. literally says it's sixty one minutes. It's an hour. It's an hour and just God, God help you. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. It's yeah. I paid money for this pickens. I paid money. I did too. I did too. I, I, you know, got to support my girl, got to support Brink Stevens, but also it's like, oof. it is currently the right now on Tubi for free. So you can watch it on there. Um, And listen, it's pretty much like a, the same kind of plot i guess of sorority babes it really is just but it has kelly maroney in it and that's it yeah that's really the only highlight because because okay so lenae quigley first off is not in this movie they use her for archival footage so none of these people who they say are in the movie are actually in it um it's literally archival footage because the fact that they had to use archival footage for an hour-long movie is oof yeah also, Brink Stevens is not in this movie, really. She kind of is. She's a ghost in the movie, so she's taffy. And then Lisa, um, Michelle Bauer, again, because they're friends, so, you know, whatever. But they are not physically in the movie. I think they were just, like, green-screened on because they're ghosts. So, yeah. Um, Kelly Maroney's alive, though, so that's fun. But, um, oh, yeah, no, girl. It was... It was a slog it was to get through. Yeah, it really was. Um, Would not recommend. 
I would not recommend it either because I just didn't care for it a whole lot. Um, and you know what? And also too, it's not like it was even fun, like softcore porn. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even like that. At least with Final Exam, I could at least be like, okay, this is Fred Olin Ray, and it's like softcore porn. Okay, so you see tits and like whatever, fine. But like this wasn't even that when it probably should have been. Like honestly, honestly, honestly it re- yeah, it was just. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no. whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm not like, I don't want to say I'm mad I watched it, but I kind of am a little bit, but like, whatever. It's, don't watch it, everybody. If you want to watch it, watch it on Tubi, but like, do not pay money for this movie, okay? Absolutely Charles not. Ben, Charles Ben has enough of your money. Like, I just, no. I, I cannot in good faith be like, yes, you need to check this out. Like, girl, no, you don't. Watch Nightmare Sisters instead please like really watch any of them watch any of them i know this is (laughs) not i know this is not a movie it's a tv show but did you ever watch scream queens i did not and i kind of want to okay jesse you do need to i think if if you want a quintessential good current sorority horror-ish adjacent (laughs) thing it is really good jamie lee curtis is a lot of fun and they do play with some tropes of sorority horror and horror in general. Mm-hmm. It's it is Ryan Murphy. You know, Ryan Murphy can be hit or miss with me. This right, is right. him. This is him at his peak. It's like the campiness yeah. of Glee with like the outrageousness of American Horror Story. It's it's fun. It's silly. Okay. It knows what it is. You laugh at yourself. I would not super recommend the second season. It's not as good, okay. but. You there there are scenes that I still like laugh out loud when I rewatch it. Yeah, so, yeah. I never got around to it. I never got around to it when it was out, but like I do kind of want to watch it again. I do want to watch it just because I've never seen it. And I think it is for the for the gays, for sure. Oh, like fully one hundred percent for the gays. Fully one hundred percent. I love that. But yeah, so yeah, I think that's kind of everything. Do you have any other particular things that you want to shout out? Or anything in terms of sorority horror? I've, it's a it's a fun subgenre, you know. I would I yeah. think that you know I think we need more frat horror, in my opinion. You know, I think True. you know frats get all the comedies, sororities seem to get all the horror. You know, why don't we we need yeah. some more fraternity horror happening? I will say they there are a couple of ones I know I kind of out there a little bit. Um, oh, I will also say I guess we could kind of consider it fraternity sorority night of the creeps maybe oh yeah yeah definitely. i throw it in there yeah i throw it in there yeah. a little bit let's throw it into the mix yeah fucking love night of the creeps i did an episode on it i own the director's cut it's a great movie y'all need to go watch it if you haven't already um yeah fucking awesome dude, is the dude same bro, guy who did frat dude bro massacre three that's it yeah fun one yeah yeah that's also a fun one too i watched that one as well i gave that like a two and a half i might give it a three maybe now it's very aware of what it is and it's not trying to be anything fancy um dude bro party massacre three i think is actually pretty pretty fun so yeah like but then also like you do have the sad ones like there is one on my watch list called rushed I haven't watched that one, but I think it's like more so like boy yeah. dies at frat and mom oh. gets revenge on them. Ooh, yeah. I watched kind one recently um, called a uh, goat and it's like with Nick okay. Jonas and it's supposed to be like this whole, like, Oh, hazing is bad, 
but mm. I just got like a very, very uncomfortable boner in it and just got really turned on oh. the whole time. So, you know, oh. I think it had the, op- I was like, well, sign me up. It had, oh, it had the jo- opposite. Nick, yeah. Nick Jodas like yells, like pees on me and yells at me and says horrible things to me. Like, yes, uh-huh. please. Hey, listen, we're all just human, okay? Listen, but hey, yeah, no. I, I do think like there would be interesting fraternity horror to happen um, because, you know, why the hell not? But uh, I don't know. I I, I think uh, it is a very interesting subgenre. It, it's kind of, I mean, I can't really get too deep on it because we're already like over two hours now, but it's fine. But no, I think it is interesting because like fraternities and sororities are something that we look at with a certain level of disdain i think a lot of the time and so it it is kind of right to make into a horror movie you know um because it's already a preconceived idea right because it is all that secrecy you do hear about the negative things that go into it it is kind of like a whole it's that click thing it's the popular kids at the lunch table kind of thing and Yeah. yeah it's definitely like a ripe for horror for sure I think so too. Yeah. And I think just having this conversation, uh, I'm glad we were able to have it just because like, it is super fun to talk about. And, you know, we were able to go through a bunch of movies again. I'm crazy. and I watched a bunch and I, you didn't have to watch any of them, uh, that you didn't want to, but, um, yeah, I've learned that, um, there's gonna be a whole lot of boobs in them. Um, the acting is going to be all over the place. Uh, you may or may not get some character development. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know you what I will learned be taking from this. a lot of showers. Um, you'll be taking a lot of showers. Uh, and you'll have to suspend your disbelief on all of these people being somehow college aged. That part too. And yeah. there may be a, a mystery or a secret that you need to keep or death will come for you. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what I've learned on my whole journey of sorority horror. And I'm glad to leave it in the past. Perhaps there are a couple of these I would revisit. I am hoping that there are a few that you will now watch as well, or any of our listeners will watch as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad to leave this in the, in the past and watch just other things that make me, you know, that don't, that only rot my brain so much. I felt like my brain rotted just a little bit more. Uh, a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but you know what? I cared for myself. And um, I at least turned the ones off that I really didn't want to watch. So We we love that self-care. We, you know, self-care. we support it here. I, I really do. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Because you are, listen. But, uh yeah, go check some of these things out. I think if anything, out of our list, I guess, I to leave off the people, out of what we've talked about today, what are the ones that you would actually really recommend to people? I would definitely, so obviously the initiation is probably the one I would recommend the most. Um, I also think it's the, the least seen out of the ones I would recommend. Obviously the Black Christmases, but like, come on, let's be honest, you've already seen them. Um, yeah. And uh, and I would actually uh, yeah throw in uh, House on Sorority Row in there too. That one's when sure. in Nightmare Sisters. It, if you want like a real uh, yes. one of, for one of the quote unquote bad ones, watch Nightmare Sisters. I agree. I will second uh, what you said as well. I will also throw in One Dark Night. I definitely want people to watch that one. I think it's really fun. 
Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. I would at least give a honorable mention to Hard to Die. I would watch that one too. I think it's really stupid and fun. The Hazing, I actually think is kind of decent and you should watch it. Um, and I think that's kind of it. So yeah, those are the ones that I would recommend. I think they're worth your time. They're fun. They're not going to hopefully make you fall asleep. And so I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's everything I can think of Pickens, but we've been talking for like two and a half hours all those, which is cool. Um, it's to be expected, but we had all these fucking movies to talk about, but, um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it, we, you've plugged yourself before, I'm sure you did before, but you plugged yourself on plenty of shows. Um, so you want to give your social media handles so people can follow you if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I mainly use Instagram. That's my big one. So you can follow me at party pickings. Um, pretty easy to find. You'll find a whole bunch of just opinions about twinks getting railed in our, um, you know, our most holy offices. Uh, and also what, um, Jacob Alordi right now is who I've really been obsessing over. And also I'll occasionally make a cocktail for you, you know, like just now I just made a cocktail for 2023 cause, and it was a Long Island iced tea because I needed all the alcohol after last year. Um, and I'm also entering the TikTok realm, you know, uh, I'll occasionally make a TikTok usually after like, you know, one or two glasses of wine and I feel confident, it, um, you know, it, jumping in in front of the Gen Zers and surviving, but yeah, follow me up and talk to me anytime. I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you also get to post cute little selfies with your boyfriend. And I like that as well. It's very cute. Yeah. And I'm not really editing this a whole lot. So if you want to follow my show, you could do so at Cult Cinema Circle on Instagram. It's Cult Cinema Circle. Twitter is Cult Cine Circle. And then on Letterboxd, I'm Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P. So you get to listen to all the stupid shit that I watch. And you get to see what maybe I'm covering on the show, maybe, and all that kind of stuff uh rate and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice so leave five stars one to two sentence review it gets people to find the show and talk to me and all that good shit um and i think that's everything i can think of um but without further ado uh thank you so much for you know listening to the cult cinema circle podcast um and i will say and remember um theta pi says goodbye i guess right Yes, and uh, oh yes, here's to being young, staying young, and dying young. Exactly, and also Delta Rho Pi uh, never dies. Delta Rho Chi never will die. Yeah, Delta Rho Chi never will die. All right, I think we're done, but thank you so much, Pickens. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I hope you have a good night and everything. All right. Er. Oh.